It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good morning and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as our European teams get back to league business. First up, it's Rangers looking to build on their lead at the top when they head to Motherwell. Celtic trying to keep up the pressure when Hibs visit the east end of Glasgow later. And it's from Lisbon to Dingwall as Aberdeen take on Ross County. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me this afternoon in the studio, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans. Could this be a pivotal day in the title race? Whatever happened in Europe in midweek doesn't count for a thing today. Rangers put on a Feast against Willem Tway, but it's bread and butter stuff in Motherwell. Neil Lennon's unhappy with the reporting on his game against Riga in midweek. Today, the manager and his players have the opportunity to show they're better than they've been given credit for being because they're confronted by a hip side who will give Celtic the biggest challenge of the season so far at a domestic level. Can't wait. Looking forward to a great afternoon of football, Gordon. All starts at Fur Park and... Um, you know, it's up to Rangers now to put a, a gauntlet down to Celtics, get the three points. Difficult games ahead. Yeah, brilliant day ahead. Some top fixtures. Motherwell, always a hard place for Celtic and Rangers to go to. And Celtic up against a Hibs side who showed last week that they are a challenge for the teams at the top. Cracking day of football in store. For Park in the sunshine, Andy Halliday is there alongside Alison Conroy. Let's get the teams. Good morning, Gordon. Yep, a couple of changes for both sides from their European exploits in midweek. The surprise for Rangers is Borna Barisic drops to the bench. She's replaced by Calvin Bassey. Jordan Jones coming into the starting 11 as well. Alan McGregor keeping his place in goal for Motherwell. It's Nathan McGinley and Long that drop out. Bevis McGabby coming back after being suspended in midweek with Callum Lang into the starting 11 as well. So for Motherwell, Trevor Carson in goal, a back five of Stephen O'Donnell, Declan Gallagher, Lamy, Bevis McGabby and Liam Grimshaw. The midfield three of Mark O'Hara, Liam Polworth and Alan Campbell. Up top for Motherwell, Callum Lang and Tony Watt. On the bench, Morrison, McGinley, Crawford, White, Hilton, Maguire, Seedorf, Cornelius and Long. For Rangers this afternoon, Alan McGregor in goal. A back four of James Tavenier, Connor Goldson, Philip Holander and Calvin Bassey. Then it'll be Glenn Kamara and Stephen Davis with the three of Jordan Jones, Scott Arfield and Ryan Kent. Alfredo Morelos as the lone striker. On the bench, for Rangers today, McLaughlin, Edmondson, Hadji, Defoe, Itton, Patterson, Stewart, Balligan and Barisic. Your referee at Fir Park is Bobby Madden. Andy Halliday will look at the Rangers team first of all and I think the biggest surprise, as I said, is that Barisic is on the bench. Yep, first start for Calvin Bassey. Uh, I think I'm, I'm surprised because they're obviously the extra importance of the game after dropping points against Hibs a couple of weeks ago but you know, the manager's shown a level of trust in Calvin Bassey to come in and do a job. He's made so much about the goalkeeping situation as well. Alan McGregor, of course, played in midweek. John McLaughlin's done so well as well. But was that a case of Alan played so well on Thursday night? Could he drop him? I think the main thing is Rangers now know that they've got a capable replacement if Alan McGregor's injured. I don't think it was ever a doubt going into the season who the number one was going to be. Obviously, through injury, John McLaughlin's came in and done extremely well, being a key part of the, of the shutouts. But... I think Al McGregor put that, that debate to NB's performance at the, during the week. And in terms of Motherwell, they had a, a tough midweek um, trip to Israel as well. They chose to stay away and come back on Friday. Rangers came back straight after their game. What difference did that make to you as a player? Was it better to stay over or better to get straight back? I think it depends on the time zone and, and uh, the difference in the hours between the countries. But you get a sense that the first 20 minutes of this game is going to be extremely important. Mm -hmm. You'll see how Motherwell reacts physically to the extra night in Israel. 
and uh, Rangers might sense an opportunity to, to get off to a, start, uh, a fast start with high intensity play. So, yeah, I think the first 20 minutes is going to see how, how Motherwell are going to cope with that. A beautiful sunny day in Motherwell, Gordon. Two changes for both sides and that first start for Calvin Bassey. For me, the Calvin Bassey, all very well and good. Perhaps Barisic's been saved for Galatasaray on Thursday, but Jordan Jones, where did he come mm. from? You know, it's his first start in a league match for 13 months. So he, he appeared to be on his way out of Rangers altogether. Uh, but clearly, the manager has seen something in Jordan Jones that he thinks uh, can help against Motherwell. Mark Wilson, what are you seeing in those starting lineups? Well, for Rangers, it's the beauty of having a big squad. I mean, if you're not going to play these players um, and or show trust in them after uh, you know tough European fixtures, then when are you going to play them? I get what Andy's saying that after drop points against Hibs, you, you would probably expect a, a a strong a squad as possible. But Stephen Gerrard obviously trusts Bassey. Listen, there's no doubt Barris is a top player and been one of the top providers for for Morelos over the years. But Stephen Gerrard must see a lot in him. To, to play him, but he was right. Jordan Jones, I mean, he's he's been on the the fringes almost uh, the Rangers team since he joined. So that's a wee bit of a surprise for Motherwell. You know, just going with a team that that's trusted uh, and Stephen Robinson thinks it is probably strongest side at this minute in time. Just just a couple of changes, but it'll be an interesting interesting contest. You know, the the guys touching it there about the the travel arrangements. Will that come into effect? I think it'll be tough for both sets of players and that's why I think we're set up for a, a great fixture this afternoon. Yeah, tactically it's very interesting, Gordon. Um, I, I don't see any problems with Rangers sort of freshening up a little bit, a couple of players, and that's why they've got the big squad. That's why they've got quality players. That's why Steven Gerrard always said, look, I want two quality players for every position. So not really too bothered with that one. I think Jones could be a big threat today for Motherwell because with the formation, Motherwell playing three at the back, two wing-backs... Now, if they two wing-backs go high up the pitch, all of a sudden that space for Jones and Kane with the pace could really hurt Motherwell. So it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Yeah, Andy Halliday on Jordan Jones specifically. It's his first league start since that red card against Celtic a year ago. He's six sub-appearances since then. There was all talk in the summer and towards the end of the summer that he would perhaps be looking elsewhere. How important then is this afternoon for him? How big a chance is it for him to come in and show what he can do? It's uh, it's certainly a shock because the fact there is that he's he's not played a league game for or a league start should I say for 13 months, but I'm not surprised in the sense that I don't think we've seen the best Yanis Hadji yet uh, to start off the, the season for Rangers. I think he's he's shown a bit uh, a bit inconsistency just now and, and not found his top form. So uh, so I do agree with you. I think it's a massive massive chance for Jordan Jones to turn the manager's trust again and, and get back into the plans. I thought his cameo during the week was was uh, was lively. He created a great chance for Yanis to make it five towards the towards the death, so it's a big opportunity for him. And as for Calvin Bassey, it's, it's big boots to fill. Borna Barisic is a great creator for Rangers, sets up so many chances and so many goals. How different is, is Bassey in style compared to what you know what you've seen so far, Andy? Well, I think he can play centre half as well, so I think that shows he's more a he's more a natural defender, but he's he's a big boy, he's very athletic, he's got a lot of a lot of pace and power, but yeah, I, I mean, Borna has been such a key provider and, and a, a key way to the way Rangers play. So he, he'll have to adjust his game and, and make sure he's an outlet down the left hand side. I feel like every game that Rangers play at the moment, Andy, you have to assess Ryan Kent's performances. He has obviously been the main man. He's got five league goals, uh, five goals, sorry, in nine games this season. It took him until the turn of the year to get to five last season. So he's clearly scoring at a much more prolific rate this time around. How important is he for? 
Rangers chances How important is it That Mother will try and do What Hibbs did and, and limit him to Touches of the ball In areas that he, he can't be as effective Yep He's massive He's uh, he's the main man for Rangers Just now He's he's a match one On the one that changes The outcome of the game So I think Rangers Will want to try and find him In key, key areas As much as possible today uh, I wasn't too surprised To see Mother Go with uh, the back three Or the back five today To, to sort of copy What Hibbs done in the first half So I think it's important that Rangers try and, try and find Ryan Kent and, and as many opportunities as possible, certainly more than they did at Easter Road. How, how do you do that then? What was what was missing from the, the attacking performance at Easter Road? Higher tempo for a start. I thought the tempo against Hibs at Easter Road was too slow. It made it far too easy for, for Hibs to stay in shape. And, and when Rangers midfielders got the ball, they, they applied contact. It made it difficult for them to get their heads up and play forward. So tempo for a, for a, for a first start. And, and I think it's going to be the first 20 minutes is going to be key today because you know there's been a lot said about Motherwell and the extra night in Israel so we'll see how they cope physically if, if Rangers start fast I know it's become a bit of a, a cliche almost Andy you know these are the places you have to go if you want to win titles and all the rest of it and it is early in the season so you can only draw on so much but Rangers four away performances so far they've won two and drawn two um, away at Hibs and Livingston so it goes without saying that is the that's the type of run that Steven Gerrard will need to improve on as the season progresses yeah, definitely, and uh, they'll need to improve on their performances um, over the two away uh, games that they've dropped points as well, and, and I do think it's going to be important how they start the game, I think they'll realise that they can't concede two goals to try and win a football match, so uh, I'm fully expecting to see the back four back on their, on their consistent levels, and, and it's a big three points for Rangers today, because uh, it's, uh, these, these drop points, uh, you, you can't have too many of them, it, it, it forms a blip and then it ends up a cap at the top of the table, so it's, it's a huge it's a huge game. Yeah, Hugh Keevens, how many times have we been here on a Sunday now, Europa League Thursday, Premiership Sunday, one plays at lunchtime, one plays at three o'clock, and the dynamic can shift depending on what happens in the first game. Yeah, it's an as-thing-standy. Uh, you know, if you go back to the uh, end of the winter break last season, it was a waveform that killed Rangers and gave Celtic the title uh, because Celtic were just efficient everywhere they went, home or away. Uh, now, Rangers simply cannot afford, on the back of a 2-2 draw against Hibs at Easter Road, to be dropping any more points, theoretically... If Celtic win the game they have in hand They're above Rangers and top of the league So Rangers have no margin for error in Lanarkshire Andy, what is it that's tough about going to, to venues like this Specifically for Park You've been there recently as a player Because the, the head-to-head suggests that Rangers don't find it tough at all They've not lost there in the league since Boxing Day 2002 I mean, it's we're going way, way back Granted, within some of those games It's been pretty tight And Muller will have maybe had their moments What is it that that makes it tough Is it the size of the pitch Because it's obviously A great surface now Compared to what it used to be Well first of all I think Rangers will be desperate To keep that record intact And, and we were just talking about it there The, the surface looks unbelievable today And uh, no, it's, I'm choking to get my boots on And go and have a kick about just now If I'm honest with you But it's uh, First I, I do agree I think the, the dimensions of the pitch Definitely changes um, You know we spoke about Dundee United for one in a a performance at home to Celtic and, and they, they try to approach it the same way at Ibrox with the bigger with the bigger spaces they got exploited so I think the teams certainly have more belief at home that they can take points off the old for them maybe there's a slight approach in the in the way they play and, and try and be a bit more aggressive and make contact with the, with the Rangers players so but I'm certainly interested to see how uh, Motherwell approach this uh, the, the start of this game today I suppose it's just that learning curve as well Andy for all of us as we go through the season and we start to to get a feel for what it's like without fans I mean clearly it didn't affect Hibs It didn't affect Livingston So it can be done But I'm sure you've you've been at, 
at stadiums like for Park at Tynecastle where the, the fans are right on top of you and that's where perhaps the the smaller home teams feel like they've got an advantage or a helping hand but of course none of that's there at the moment Yeah and I I just mentioned the, you know, when these teams are at home they'll try and make contact and maybe it's the first 50-50 the first loose ball and, and it gets the crowd on their side and, and up on their feet but I do look at this Motherwell team today and they've, they've certainly got players that can hurt Rangers so uh, I think they'll fancy their chances that they might, they might be able to get something but you know, Rangers need to try and take care of their sale and certainly improve in their performance at Easter Road Gordon I'm just having a look around I can see all the cardboard cutouts yeah. uh, in the stand I can't see yours yet I know it's there um, yeah, I'll be there I'm there I'm sitting there <laughs> cheering on on a cold day but I'm still there it I shows you the loyalty I think I've got you're in the East stand aren't you so if the game is that boring Andy and Alison can have a wee look across and see if they can pick you out they should spot the beak a mile away oh the beaks there don't worry I'll be nosing <laughs> them in um, for yeah. the well uh, Mark like I say it it does go down as a sort of tough venue um, Rangers record there's yeah. I mentioned it Boxing Day 2002 The last time yeah. that Mother won a league game there um, But you, you can always You can build a case away from home It's not it's not the big expansive surface It's not as easy for Perhaps for Rangers to, to get the ball down and dictate No, play. I think you said it there Gordon Within those games It has been tough for Rangers To get the, the job done and over the line Yeah, uh, don't get, there have been draws and, Yeah, there's been draws close. Yeah, and I I would expect the same today, you know, from where Motherwell were last week, you know, going away to Pataudry and winning 3-0, playing particularly well, looked like a different side from where they started. I'd expect them to start that way today, which in turn would make it tough for Rangers. Um, I think there's a draw in the card somewhere today. Um, you just can't decide where. Um, Do you Ross County, Aberdeen, I'm going to <laughs> you might wait till five o'clock. Uh, no, no, I do. I, I, I think Motherwell will have enough to nick a point today. Right, let's go back to Fir Park. We'll get a recap of the teams and a final build-up with Andy and Alison. Yeah, the teams are just coming out onto the pitch here at Fir Park for Motherwell. Trevor Carson in goal, a back five of Stephen O'Donnell, Declan Gallagher, Ricky Lamy, Bevis McGabby, and Liam Grimshaw. Then up by the midfield three of Mark O'Hara, Liam Polworth, and Alan Campbell, Callum Lang, and Tony Watt up top for Motherwell. For Rangers, Alan McGregor in goal, a back four of James Tavernier, Connor Goldson, Philip Lander, and Calvin Bassey. Lynn Kamara and Stephen Davis sitting with the three of Jordan Jones, Scott Arfield, and Ryan Kent. Alfredo Morelos as the lone striker. Your referee for this one is Bobby Madden. Andy Halliday, how do you see this one going? Obviously, we've spoken about Rangers midweek, Rangers playing Hibs last weekend. Should should they be troubled here today? I don't think they can panic and they've got to look at their, their more positive performances this season and, and try and get back on it as, uh, as soon as possible. Uh, I, I certainly... I, I'm expecting a lot for Calvin Bassett today. I think it's important in the way Rangers play that, that the full-backs are advanced and trying to occupy Motherwell's wing-backs and, and that allows Rangers' front three to occupy the centre-halves and if they can find themselves isolated in 1v1 areas against you know, Motherwell's back three, they can, certainly, they can certainly create chances. As the team switch sides, you look at like, the likes of Jordan coming in today, Calvin Bassey, with all these games coming thick and fast, is it a chance for these guys to really stay, stake a claim in the team? It's certainly an opportunity. If you've not played a game for 13 months, you, you're... They're certainly, you know, eager to impress, and but it's a, it's a, it's a show of trust for the manager that he's maybe seen a, you know, a, a sign of improvement in Jordan's training or his attitude, or, or you know, of the likes as as fireworks blast in the background <laughs> for the Motherwell ultras. So uh, you know, Jordan Jones got a chance today to impress, and, and I think it's important for him to try and grasp that. Yeah, the Motherwell fans obviously outside the ground as the players take the knee here in the stadium, and we are underway for Motherwell against Rangers. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
breaking team news from Celtic Park for both sides. And interestingly, Odson Edward is out of the starting lineup. He is on the bench for Celtic for this one. So it's going to be Vasilis Barkas who starts in goal. It'll be a back three of Christopher Ayer near Beaton and Shane Duffy. Then across the midfield, it'll be Jeremy Frimpong, uh, Ryan Christie, Scott Brown, Callum McGregor and Greg Taylor. And it looks as if it'll be Mohamed El Yunusi supporting Albion Ayeti up top. As for Hibs, they've got Marciano in goal. It looks as if that'll be a back four of McGinn, Porteous, Hanlon and Doig. Then the four across the midfield, Boyle, Gogic, Newell and Wright with Doidge and Nisbet up top. Right, tweet us your thoughts about that team news. We'll get back to it because we've got full time at Fir Park. Here's Andy Halliday and Alison Conroy. Full time at Fir Park, Motherwell 1, Rangers 5. A comfortable afternoon for Rangers in Lanarkshire. Um, it was a wonderful strike by Trevor Carson early on that kept Alfredo Morelos, his court, um, header, out of the net. But James Tavernier won up, scored from the penalty spot in the 12th minute, in off the post after Bevis Mugabe had handled the ball in the box. Motherwell did have their own penalty claim soon after. Glenn Kamara's push on Alan Campbell, but no award was given. Jordan Jones then made it 2-0 Rangers. A lovely goal in off the far post after some great build-up play. Rangers continued to press and they made it 3-0 before half-time. Another penalty when Liam Grimshaw handled in the box upset James Tavernier again and he fired low in to the bottom corner the second half was a bit of a quieter affair but it was Cedric Itton off the bench for his first Rangers goal to make it 4-0 a wonderful strike in the 75th minute Mark O'Hara then did a free kick off the crossbar at the other end before Cedric Itton scored again in the 80th to make it 5-0 Rangers tapping the ball in from the corner kick Motherwell did pull back a consolation late on an own goal from George Edmondson heading in from Sherwin Seedorf's corner. Full time for Parker is Motherwell 1, Rangers 5. Andy Halliday, a very, very comfortable afternoon for Rangers. Yeah, I don't think Rangers had to get out second gear too much in the second half. I think the story of the second half has got to be Cedric Itton. You know, he's waited a long time for, for his first, didn't have to wait too long for his second, but, you know, I'll listen to the guys back in the studio and I think what what Hugh Keevan said was spot on. You could see by the reaction of the players. They know how much it means to him. They know how much it could, could kick on his, his Rangers career. And, you know, I, I thought his confidence grew from then on for the rest of the game. I thought he looked dangerous throughout. But uh, yeah, it was a very comfortable performance by Rangers. A comfortable afternoon for Rangers as they extend that lead at the top of the table. It finished Motherwell 1, Rangers 5. Uh, so there we go. Andy Halliday, if you had to pick one, who was your, your standout? Who would your man of the match be? Oh, James Tavernier, without a doubt. Um, you know... Managed to get a couple of goals in the, for the penalty spot, but out with that, he could have had three, four assists, especially even in the last 10 minutes of the game if, if Rangers finishing was a bit better. But I thought the captain led by example today. I think there's going to be special mentions for Scott Arfield. You know, he got a couple of assists himself, and I thought he was outstanding throughout. Uh, I thought Phil Hollander as well. Any any opportunity that Motherwell looked as if they were going to have, I thought he was one that snuffed it out. So, uh, But James Tavernier for me, man of the match. Yeah, Cedric Eaton, Andy, we are very quick to judge in this part of the world. We always look for players to come in and hit the ground running. Such are the demands and the expectations. We haven't even seen a great deal of them. But what we had seen so far hadn't managed to make an impact. All of a sudden he comes on and scores twice. We always hear about strikers, you know, thriving on confidence and so on. How big could those goals be for him? Yeah, I think you judge um, you judge what you see in strikers are, are putting themselves in positions to score and and how much they can affect the game. Albeit, I don't think the service to Cedric Itton's been great in the in the, the appearances he's had made. But I thought today he looked extremely lively for, for minute one when he came onto the pitch and, and his first goal was a, a superb goal from a from a Rangers point of view. It's, it's a great find by Scott Arfield and he's got time to, 
to take a touch steady himself and, and lash into the back of the net. But like I said, I thought from there on as well, I thought he grew in confidence even more and, and managed to grab his second by, by just being alert and, and showing strikers in instinct to, to react to the second ball and put it in the back of the net. Uh, as always, there's always talking points in Scottish football incidents that we can debate until we're blue in the face. Andy, a couple of penalty shouts that Rangers got in the first half, there will be debate over them. One that Motherwell didn't get. Does the emphatic nature of the scoreline thereafter sort of take Motherwell's sense of grievance away a little bit? You know, it's not like the game hinged with within that moment. Or might Stephen Robinson look back and, and give us the old cliche about goals change games and all the rest of it? I mean the thing is, is uh, as I said at half time I've, I've not had the luxury of seeing the replay but my issue is not the decisions by Bobby Madden my issue is the rule I, I think the rule's flawed I think the handball the handball rule sorry has got to get looked at again and this time try and get clarified once and for all because I just I just don't agree with, with how the uh, how the, the fills are judged but um, I think that the Motherwell penalty from here it certainly looked as if there was contact on Alan Campbell but I don't think there was any doubt in who the better team was and, and, and who deserved to win the game. Uh, you know, Motherwell will be frustrated, but I'm sure Stephen Robinson's yeah. even more frustrated at how his team performed and how he defended throughout the game. You win the game, Andy, that's clearly the priority. You want three points first and foremost, then you look to performance. But did Rangers manage to tick off various other boxes as well? We mentioned Cedric Eaton already, Jordan Jones coming back in and taking his chance, resting players ahead of a big night in Europe it feels like this was more than three points and more than a performance as well yeah they did their goal difference the world are good they managed to get Cedric eating some minutes and, and get uh, get his Rangers goal tally off to, off to a good start and uh, Jordan Jones got minutes under his belt like you said they, they managed to get Ryan Kent Alfredo Morelos Philip Palander off the pitch with, with no injuries and and uh, not only that it's it's um, it's back to back to winning ways but I, you know, I, I know how Steven Gerrard is with his clean sheets and his, his defensive records and I'm sure the only the only negative is, is conceding that late goal ah, see there we go George, by the, way. the guys debated in here whether Rangers would care too much Alan, Alan McGregor knowing him oh, as you do no doubt no doubt yeah, there'll, be, there'll be a couple of a sad faces in there and I'm sure George Connor and, and Alan McGregor are, are one of them but you know it's you know when you're when you're, def- when you're a defender and and uh, part of a defensive unit you, you take pride on your record at the end of the season how many clean sheets you've had how many goals you've conceded and I think the fact that they've that, you know they've let one go in even at 5-0 I've no doubt it will disappoint them I think there was even an assist in there Mark Wilson it was flicked on by Conor Goldson and finished uh, by George Edmondson yes high standards I'm sure they might mm. be a bit of frustration but a good afternoon at the office and then some for yeah. Ranger yeah brilliant and you know like had the the prediction that they may drop points today. Yeah, good one from uh, you. Yeah, yeah, good start. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm taking after the guy to my right here here with predictions. But no, and all seriousness, I thought Rangers were were very good in the first half. Moved the ball well and were clinical when they got into the positions. Again, have to stick the penalties away. But Jordan Jones, terrific finish. Eten coming on, grabbing a few, resting players, uh, getting minutes in other guys' legs. Yep, good afternoon all round for Rangers. Yeah, and as I say, it, it transfers a degree of pressure onto Celtic at Celtic Park against Hibs. Biggest challenge Celtic have faced so far this season. The fans now trying to get their heads around the idea that Odson Edward doesn't start and is on the bench. Uh, Celtic must match what Rangers do. I don't mean score five goals, I mean must get three points. 
Okay, we'll leave it there. We'll take a breather because it's finished at Fir Park. A convincing 5 1 win for Rangers. Now it's over to Celtic. Some big team news from the east end of Glasgow as well. We'll take a look back at Fir Park and a look forward to things at Celtic Park next. The winning team all season long. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It finished at Fir Park Motherwell 1 Rangers 5 A convincing 3 points For Rangers An incident packed Afternoon 2 penalties From James Tavernier A double for Cedric Eaton As well So Rangers very much cruising Jordan Jones Scoring another And uh, he back into the team Today Now over to the second uh, Game In this part of the world Celtic against Hibs Where the team news is breaking And it's raising a few eyebrows Hugh Keevans No odds on Edward Let's elaborate a bit more on it With Jim Duffy uh, who's there Jim In the bigger picture In the context of both games This afternoon Rangers have done their bit And it's up to Celtic And Hibs by the way Who are right up there in the mix uh, To try and match that This afternoon Yeah obviously Everybody knows If Hibs beat Celtic today They would go above them So it's, uh, it's a huge Incentive uh, For Hibs Even though it's still Very early on in the season There's no doubt That that can That, that, that can certainly uh, You know Encourage your players To put on To maybe just give that A little bit extra On the day but, uh, you know, as far as Celtic are concerned, you know, we've said time and time again, they've, they've always risen to the occasion. When the gauntlet's been thrown down to them, whether it's been Rangers over the last couple of years towards the turn of the year, Celtic have always managed to get their foot back down in the accelerator and then stretch away. And um, I, I can see them. I'm not saying they'll stretch away from, from the, the, the Rangers at this moment in time, but in terms of winning today, I think they'll do that. I think they'll, they'll come, they'll put on a performance. Um, to, to you know, to, to, to say to Rangers, listen, you know, we're not going anywhere. And as much as uh, Rangers are doing their bit by putting the pressure on Celtic, I think Celtic will respond to it today. What about the absence of Odson Edward? It's the one piece of team news that sticks out like a sore thumb, Jim Duffy. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, you know, listening to you and uh, you know, and, and the guys, and you know, there's obviously that that kind of thought process as as he on his way. But I think you've just got to be honest and say that like, he hasn't performed well enough. And I think, like any player, you know, you have you have to be, you you have to be able to be dropped. You know, there's no player that shouldn't be uh, the possibility of being left out of the team. And I think he's left out of the team because he hasn't been playing well. Um, and I know people say, oh, yeah, but he's still, you know, the top. Yeah, he is when he's playing well, but he's been nowhere near it the last few weeks. He was left out last week. Uh, Neil Lennon said during the week, you know, he wasn't, you know, at the, at the, the performance levels. He, you know, he's not quite at the pace. I think if you if, if you compare it with the Morella situation, it's, it's kind of a little bit sim- similar to that. A few weeks ago, when he was left out the team, when there was all the speculations, a lot of speculations around him, has it affected him? Who knows? Is there a possibility, you know, that he's going to be leaving? You know, we'll find that out in the next week or so. But either way, I think after you know October the fifth, if he's still at Celtic, I think you'll find the real odds of Edward will come back again and start to play because he knows then he's he's committed to Celtic. Um, but in the meantime, listen, it's only human nature that if you've got a lot of speculation, your agents maybe giving you some information in the background that it might it just affects you. You might not be deliberate, but but he has definitely been off the pace. So as much as uh, Celtic have got a huge squad and they can uh, and do at times um, change. If he's anywhere near the level he can normally play at, he is number one on the list. But uh, at this moment in time, he's he's below par, and I think it's it's, it's fair enough to well, leave him out. Hugh, we'll need to find out if if that is the reason. What does Neil Lennon say? Because that there's there's been no suggestion of that. We all know that the teams look at, at odds on Edward, but Neil Lennon's yeah. been pretty clear. You know, no concrete bids or anything close. And last week it was fatigue. You know, it was nothing to do with his head being turned. According to Neil Lennon, so. 
What will it be this week? I plead guilty to the charge of being a cynical old hack <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I look at Edward in recent weeks Plays for France under 21s Then he's too fatigued to play for Celtic Then he comes back against Riga in Latvia Then he's taken off Now he's on the bench The cynical old hack tells me there's something up Jim Duffy says he hasn't been bang on it for weeks I ask myself, why hasn't he? Because he is a, a fantastic talent uh, And I just think that, that this transfer window Is weighing on his mind I'm not sure And it's mm. a purely personal interpretation And Twitter can shut up about He's trying to sell him to another club And all the rest of it uh, Purely a personal interpretation That I'm not certain That Odson Edward will still be a Celtic player On the morning of October 6th Andy Halliday You've just watched Rangers Win at Motherwell And you're listening to The Celtic team news come in How much Does that surprise you That Odson Edward Doesn't play today From the start Oh it definitely Surprises me Of course he's been a, He's been a, a Big factor of Celtic success Over the last couple of years And you know We mentioned on the show On, on Friday that I don't think it'll be too long to Before we see the Odson Edward And I'll be in a jetty partnership But it seems as if We're going to need to wait Another week for that to come yeah, because Jim, what about Celtic's chances today then, for instance? Because you you know, you've put your case forward that you don't think he's been at it and therefore, you know, it's not it's not a big deal to leave him out. But this comes off the back of a game in Europe where Albin Yeti didn't start the match either. So is Neil Lennon still trying to find that that best combination at the moment? Well he is if if if, the, if you know Edward is not playing as well as he as he would like to I mean as I said before if, if he's playing anywhere near the level he's shown since he's 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 basically been an established Celtic player, he's been absolutely magnificent. So but he's 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 had a dip in form. It, it could be for a variety of reasons, but you know, footballers and Mark Andy uh, Gordon will tell you, you you know, sometimes you can be you know, your your mind can be right, you can be training right, all these sort of things, but you just have a dip and you you know, you need something to get out of it. We spoke there about uh, Cedric Eaton getting on and getting those couple of goals and getting his confidence going again. And 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 even even the likes of Edward, listen, top players can lose form. You know, they're not immune to that. So if if he is playing at his very best, there, there is no doubt with Celtic playing the five three uh, sorry the three five two formation now. I think it would be uh, Edward and a jetty. But he's still searching for that. So at this moment in time, he's looking at the other options, and that is to play Elanusi in the pocket. Um, you know, alongside uh, a jetty, but you know, with with uh, Christie uh, and McGregor, and as I said, and particularly from the the wing backs, and also Celtic are scoring goals now from set pieces. I've got three absolute giants uh, in there. Um, you know, so delivery from set plays and all that things are important as well. So you know, they, you know, they've still got plenty of goals in them, and it's certainly not hindered them so far. They're still winning the games. People are saying they're maybe not playing right at the top level, but. Again, it's, it's it's very early. You, you want to build, don't you? If Celtic can still win, that that's that that can be ominous for the rest of the team. While they're not playing at the, their very top level yet, so when they get to that level, which is generally the turn of the year, that's when the trophies are handed out in the second half, not in the first half. Jim, I would, I would, sorry, I would agree with you in terms of Edward hasn't he been at his sparkling best the last couple of weeks, but I would argue that I would probably still stick with him. In a home game against a Hibs team who are going to cause a threat and going to give Celtic a, a tough game. Because it's not like the the guys that you're replacing them with 
Have been absolutely outstanding Knocking the door down And you say Well we can't keep these guys Out the team any longer We've got to make a change I think a Yeti does look good And he does look sharp In the penalty box But he hasn't been outstanding I would also argue that El Yanusi Is the same it Hasn't been outstanding That you would say This guy has to play Even with his goal Midweek I would always still gamble On Edward Even an off-form Edward At home uh, with a big game like this Mark, coming I've up got, against I, I've got to say I, I totally take on board with Jim saying and Jim's saying a lot of things that we know that you know you can have an agent having a chat and the minute that October the 5th the window closes then if Edward's still there I totally agree Jim he will be a different player but you're coming up against your biggest test today Rangers have already went five points ahead I know you've got the game in hand and Mark, I think, makes a great point. It's not like you're looking at other players that are thinking, we can't leave these guys out of the team. I think you've got to play your strongest team today. I really do. And, I, and Edward comes into that. Um, yes, we all know that he's not been the same guy just now, but he's so talented that today could be the challenge that he needs against a very good Hibs we, we all know that Neil Lennon's had his detractors among the Celtic supporters. I don't know the percentage who are pro-Neil Lennon, and who are anti-Neil Lennon But there, there is a debate going on You increase the pressure on yourself And I'm, I'm not saying he's done the wrong thing I'm simply looking at the situation in general You increase the pressure on yourself By leaving Edward on the bench Because if anything goes wrong And by going wrong I mean a draw or a defeat It's your fault for leaving Edward out And that's how some fans mm. will see it yeah, I mean Jim Duffy. There are always circumstances that you can you can point to. I suppose in a in a general sense, everyone kind of thought that that was going to be the partnership, Edward and Ayeti. It just maybe surprises some people. That up to this point, we've only seen them together once from the start of a game, so we've not really had the chance to find out if that is going to be the, you know the way forward or the, the way that Neil Lennon wants to go. Yeah, but again, I mean, Mark's been pri- privileged to be in the, on the training pitch at Celtic Park and amongst t- top players and. You know, sometimes you know, you know, if Edward isn't looking anywhere near the levels, and perhaps Elanusi is, or the Jetty is, or anybody else is, then sometimes the managers, you know, you, you make calls on a variety of things. Yeah, the the quality of the player, of course, is the most important thing. But you know, uh, if if he's not looking sharp, if he's looking off the pace, if he is looking, you know, we know that he's got that kind of laid back personality. But if he's if he's not anywhere near it, even at training. Then with the best one in the world, I mean, the manager might have had a man, might have had a chat with him. We don't know these things, and he might just not be in the right frame of mind. But he's not going to come out and tell the public all these things. So sometimes there are reasons uh, that the manager then thinks, well, listen, you know, he's not quite at it for whatever reason, and therefore I've got to then look at, you know, the next best option, and that would be, you know, the the selection of of the, of the players he's picked. Um, you know, another another surprising one for me today is, is Lee Griffiths is back on the bench from from pretty much nowhere. So you know, again, they do have plenty of firepower on the bench. That's for sure. If it's not working, but um, you know, listen, he's we've all said that. You know, we've been saying it for. I mean, he's an absolutely outstanding talent. There's no doubt about it. But for one reason or another, he hasn't been at it. And yeah, the, like the guys say, this could be the game. But it, it could also be the other way where you throw him in again and you think, I knew I should have left him out. <laughs> he's not he's no at it. So there's no there's no guarantees. The guarantee that um, you know that you're looking for, you know, as I said to you, is is, is always there's always going to be an element of risk. 
and I think that um, you know, as you said, yeah, if it if it doesn't work, of course it's a bit like the the tactics against uh, is it Ferris Farris where he doesn't play with a natural striker, and then people say, why didn't you do that? If it doesn't work, then you get you get stick. And Neil Lennon knows that as, as being a Celtic manager, that's the the profile that you have. He's got to get it right every single time. And if he doesn't, then this type of programme is going to make sure he knows about it. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see, of course, uh, how they perform today. But again, he, th- he throws a gauntlet down to not just Edward, but to every Celtic player. It's a huge squad to say, listen, there is no one immune from being left out of this team. It's about performance levels, week in, week out. It's about standards. And if you're not at the level that we believe that you can be, then there's a chance you might be left at the team. I don't, I don't think that's a bad yeah. thing at a club at Celtic. Yeah, Andy Halliday, I'm sure it won't be lost on Jack Ross that Celtic have attacking talent everywhere and he'll know that the danger can come from more than just odds and Edward. But that said, is it the type of team news that when it drops through the door from your opposition, do the Hibs players get a little bit of extra relief that they're not coming up against one of the, the absolute top strikers in the country? Yeah, well, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there's no doubt that Odson Edward is, is not only arguably Celtic's best player, but he's certainly their best forward. So if I'm a Hibs player and I'm looking at the team sheet before the game, I'm delighted he's not playing. And I, I certainly don't buy into the I don't buy into the fatigue uh, comments. Like I, I make no apology. I make no apology for comparison. I'm sitting watching Stephen Davis today, 35 year old, uh, played three games in a week for the second week running, still got international games that he's been involved in. So I don't buy into the fatigue and. I just feel if if Odson, if Odson Edward doesn't play, I think Celtic are weaker. So I think Hibs will be looking at a team sheet today and, and be delighted to see he's, he's on the bench. Lots has been said this week about the way Hibs went about their business against Rangers and they going away from Easter Road. Can can you do it? Can you do the same thing? Can you approach it the same way um, at Celtic Park as you would at Easter Road? Uh, I mean, it's difficult. We've seen this season that Dundee United have done that and and obviously didn't go for them. I think Hibs are a, a completely different team. I thought, I thought especially early on in the game against Rangers, they, they were organised, but they made contact wherever the ball came into their half of the pitch, and I'm expecting to see similar with, with Jack Ross and, and his players today, but, I mean, it's obviously going to be a much tougher ask when you go away to the old firm and, and try to take um, any points away, but, you know, Celtic, I, I don't think they're in great form just now, albeit they're picking up results, I don't think they're in great form. And uh, I do think that their performance will need to improve if, if uh, they're going to be a, a rejuvenated Hibs team. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Uh, as I say, Neil Lennon is taking exception now uh, to people saying that Celtic scraped through against Riga. However, uh, it was an El Yunusi goal coming on as a sub and it was the last minute of the game. So there are elements of scraping through about that. Domination is one thing. You have to score goals. But he's clearly going into today's game in uh, an agitated frame of mind. But he doesn't think his players are getting the credit they are due. Mm. Well, there's one way to redress the balance, and that's to have the best performance of the season against the toughest opponent you've met so far this season. Uh, we've got another big game at three o'clock, Ross County against Aberdeen. Let's get some team news ahead of that one with Dave Galloway. 
Thank you, uh, Gordon. Well, the Staggies bounced back from five winless games last weekend and they're looking to build on their victory over St Johnston when they face a Don side, which gave a very good account of themselves in that narrow Europa League defeat to Sporting Lisbon. Aberdeen come here determined to hit the winning trail once again. They can take pride from Thursday night's uh, narrow loss in Portugal, but a week ago in going down 3-0 at home to Motherwell, they simply didn't show up. Dennett McInnes' men have won on their previous four visits to Dingwall. Let's look at the teams then. Ross County, firstly, they have signed striker Michael O'Connor from Waterford on a two-year deal. He finds a place on the bench. It's Ross Laidlaw in goals. Just the one change, Keith Watson in for Connor Randall. Incidentally, it's a back four of Keith Watson, Cole Donaldson, Alex Iacoviti and Josh Reed. Ian Vigers will sit in front of the back four. Then it's Ross Stewart, Jordan Tilson, Harry Payton and Michael Gardine with Ollie Shaw leading the line. Doohan, Tremarco, Morris, Mackay, O'Connor, Charles Cook, Kelly, Wright and McKinnon are the substitutes. What about Aberdeen? Well, two changes uh, for them. Now McGinn and Scott Wright are in. Shea Logan and Dylan McGeoch are out. It's back to a back three for Aberdeen today. Joe Lewis in goals, a back three of Andy Considine, Tommy Holborn and Ash Taylor. Across the middle, Niall McGinn, Lewis Ferguson, Ross McCrory and Johnny Hayes. Marley Watkins, again, the main striker, supported by Ryan Hedges and Scott Wright. The substitutes for Aberdeen today, Cherney, Logan, Ojo, McGeoch, McLennan, Anderson, Hernandez, McKenzie and Edmondson. And your match referee for Ross County against Aberdeen is Willie Collum. Yeah, looking forward to that one as well, Hugh Keevans, just to see uh, what Aberdeen we get. The Aberdeen who've been on such a good run of form or the Aberdeen that capitulated against Motherwell. Yeah, astonishing. You know, they go from a 3-0 defeat at home to Motherwell. Uh... You know, to again narrowly going out in Europe, but I think they've got too much. As I suspected that Rangers had too much for Motherwell, I suspect that Aberdeen had far too much for Ross County, and that's the fascination of the Celtic game because they both look good, and so you don't know about the outcome there. Yeah, just before we move on, I just want to bring throw this out to to Jim Duffy and Andy Halliday because in different ends of the, the spectrum there Jim Duffy you're obviously you're, you're of the old school Andy Haldy might be a bit more of a modern man so I'm wondering <laughs> has football gone soft is it acceptable for Gordon Diel to have a, a have brought a cheese board with him into the studio and be sitting eating it <laughs> he's got grapes it's cheese crackers right, and grapes. James James before you answer that yeah. question the presenter has a that's just pasta chi- out of Tesco chicken, chicken tomato and basil nah, nah, pasta that's, not, that's nothing compared to the yeah. cheese board Jim, Jim a man from Mary Hill. Yeah, that's the reason why I had a heart attack because I, it's too many, too many pies at half time or something. Like maybe <laughs> a little bit of exactly. grease, a little bit of fat. Well, I, you you I should am, stick to the healthy food, guys. I am in here with the Lanarkshire woke. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Halliday, you can't be having that a cheese board in the studio at half time. I mean, I'm prone to a cheese board myself. Oh, you know, Andy, well done, man. I, I, no, but listen, I'm more worried about you with a smell of it in the studio. Uh, he's not caring. He's you not. See, he's not one to worry about what other people think, is he? You've changed, Andy. I wasn't sure. If you, were, you went up to the trendy West End, and now you're talking cheese boards. You see, mm. that wasn't the way you were brought up. I wasn't sure if it was the cheese for the board or the cheese for your feet, you. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the cheese from his Calvin Bassey joke earlier on. I oh. liked it. I, I actually, yeah. I'm, I'm going to. I need to put that out on Twitter and get a get a consensus to see if if it was acceptable or not. I I think. Yeah. He's so a, delighted with that, himself. That was, my, I was terrific. That's terrific. My, my season high. 
Oh, you've gone a bit early. It's only the 27th of September. I hope you've got plenty more left in you. Right, we've already had one game done. Finished convincing 5-1 win for Rangers at Motherwell. We are continuing to look back on that and building up to Celtic Hibs and Ross County Aberdeen next. The fastest goals. The expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans, Mark Wilson and the cheeseboard man Gordon DL are in the studio Andy Halliday is still at Fur Park and Jim Duffy um, with us at Celtic Park as well so a lot going on on a Sunday afternoon Rangers have already set out their stall this afternoon 5-1 victory at Motherwell a couple for James Tavernier from the spot a couple for Cedric Eaton and one for Jordan Jones back in the starting lineup today we're building up to kick off at Celtic Park with a big talking point is that no Odson Edward from the start he is on the bench this afternoon We're about to hear from uh, Stephen Gerrard In the not too distant future um, We'll get a, a flavour of what he had to say On the game this afternoon um, Hugh Keevans It's all set up for a, a Great end to the afternoon It's been quite the start Rangers doing their business It wasn't without its controversy As well at Fur Park But in the end um, just a, a convincing scoreline That's the over overriding feeling Yeah, there's so much of a positive nature for Rangers uh, To get two goals for Cedric Eaton uh, To watch the reaction of the Rangers players To his goal, his first goal for the club uh, Shows that they were as happy for him As he was happy for himself um, They've gone ahead in terms of goal difference over Celtic uh, they're playing well They're moving the ball about well They've rested important players uh, With Galatasaray in mind on Thursday night So uh, no downside to anything for Rangers This afternoon Can't disagree with that I thought it was a, a real good performance from Rangers Start to finish I know that they went off the pace in the second half Which is natural because the game was already won 3-0 But to get the, the five goals at Fir Park And top of the four uh, and Thursday night It's been a good few days For Steven Gerrard And the Rangers players And I'm sure the manager Will be absolutely delighted And it's now over to Celtic At Celtic Park against Ips Well let's see if we can hear From Steven Gerrard And what he made of it At Fir Park this afternoon I'm very pleased with it uh, I thought our standards Throughout the game Were, were top um, You know we got comfortable In the game pretty early Once we scored the third goal But um, I was happy that You know the level never dropped I uh, had the opportunity To get people off the pitch With Thursday night In the back of my mind um, but to get that level of performance on the back of such a, a difficult game on Thursday in, in Willem, we had to really empty it and leave it on the pitch out there physically. Um, it wasn't a 4-0 game, you know, um, great results, great scoreline, but we had to put a lot into that game. So I'm really pleased that we've, I wouldn't say cruised through today, but, you know, our level of performance has uh, you know, made it quite e- an easy victory for us. Andy, does that match your assessment of what you witnessed this afternoon? Yeah, except for the part that he said that he didn't feel the cruise through, because I certainly felt the cruise through. I thought ever since the first goal went in, uh, I thought Motherwell's, I thought Motherwell's heads dropped. Their, their organisation, they, they sort of get pulled apart in their shape, and, and I felt that Rangers were in second or third uh, gear for the majority of the game. So, other than that, like like you said, I think there was no really any downsides to to Rangers' you know, outcome today. They they managed to get everybody fresh and. And no injuries looking at, looking ahead to the, the European tie on Thursday uh, We'll bring you Stephen Robinson very soon But uh, spoiler alert He says something very similar to that Andy So I think you've you've called it pretty bang on About the effect it has on Motherwell Does that show you the size of of the challenge When a confident Rangers for instance uh, Come and visit Because I'm not saying there's an excuse for it Of course Stephen Robinson will be looking for more But 
it's all well and good setting out with with a game plan and feeling you can do certain things, but if you can't if you can't react and you can't still believe in yourself when Rangers then get their noses in front, it's only going to end one way, and that that's kind of what we witnessed today. Yeah, and they've still got to get the belief, uh, have the belief that they can get back into the game. And it's like I touched on the first ten minutes; it was a competitive game. It was end to end. The the, the tempo was high, and and you could see pretty clearly for up here that you know Motherwell's back five was 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 restricting Rangers to just crosses into the box. Basically, they were very narrow, they were flat, they were making it difficult for Rangers to find their front three. But ever since the first goal went in, it just looked as if they lost all discipline within it and and managed to get picked off all over the place and. And that led to too many gaps where you know people like Scott Arfield started dictating the game in the midfield, and and uh, people like Jordan Jones was exploiting be- uh, spaces in behind. So all coupled to to what led to be a long afternoon for Motherwell. Here's what Stephen Gerrard had to say on Cedric Eaton and the other players that found the net. I'm pleased with Cedric. You know uh, he's come close on a couple of occasions, but you know attacking players love scoring goals, so hopefully that'll do his confidence. Uh, the world are good uh, JD as well fantastic movement to nearly get his shot off we nearly got him on the scoreline as well yeah, but goals are coming from different areas Jordan Jones comes in as a great cameo on Thursday gave him an opportunity today and he's took it done ever so well so the pleasing thing as a manager is that everyone's chipping in and getting goals and uh, to win against the Motherwell side that have been well drilled of late went up to Aberdeen um, and, and, and won uh, comfortably up there You know, this, this wasn't an easy game today Nice of you to lend one of your neighbours the helicopter, Gordon, and have them fly it right above Stephen Gerrard yeah, during just, the interview. Just, just the washing machine still on. Andy, Stephen Gerrard praising Cedric Eaton there. The celebration after the goal, the guys referenced it in the studio. All the players really seem to make a, a real effort to get around it and congratulate him, almost an acknowledgement of a guy you know, that's, that's not managed to hit the ground running yet. How much do you read into that? Yeah, I think they celebrated that goal yeah, more more passionately, shall I say, than any other goal. And, and it tells me that, that they're delighted for him because they must they must see something in him in training. They must see how, how hard he's working every day to, to get that first goal. And, and, you know, any striker will tell you once that first goal uh, goes in, it's, it's the monkey off their back, shall we say. And, and uh, you know, I, I thought his play throughout um, the rest of the game deserved a second as well. I thought he looked, you know, extremely lively after that. And, and obviously that first goal gave him a... A huge boost in confidence, but yeah, I think the players were just delighted to see him get off the mark, and and hopefully, you know, it's first of many for and second of many, shall I say, as well for him. Do you think you could even see that within the game, Andy? Because when we talk about confidence, we kind of mean you know going forward, what impact will it have? But even as soon as the as soon as the first goal was in, he, he kind of had a spring in his step, and then he he forces the next corner, and that's the one that he gets his second from. You could you could see it a mile away, couldn't you? Yeah, and when Jermaine um, came on on the pitch, I don't know if I'm, I was reading too much into it as well, but it looked as if you know Rangers went into a diamond in midfield, which, no, for my recollection, uh, recollection ever since Stephen Gerrard's came in, uh, they've never went that way. But you know, it was interesting to see them go where a more focused two up front with, with Cedric Eaton and, and Jermaine Defoe, and, and I thought that suited them well because you know he, he played closer to the the penalty box, but he was still spinning into into dangerous areas in the channels, and I think he forced two or three corners to be honest and, and uh, I think it sort of suited his all round game but listen I, I still feel that I don't think he's, he's had you know, many chances before today and I don't think the service to him has, has obviously been great but you know, I'm sure he's delighted for his own point of view that he's got off the mark Is today maybe coupled with midweek as well just it was a cameo is that enough to, to really change the perception around Jordan Jones do you think? I mean, again, um, you know, if, if you've not had a start for 13 months, it, it, it shows you've not had a lot of opportunities. Maybe there's some some reasons behind that. But I thought that his cameo during the week certainly helped. I thought when he came on, he, 
he offered he offered more than what Yanis was given for the for the previous six. They looked extremely lively. He actually put one on a plate for for Yanis to make it five, and you know he, he must have realised himself that it was a huge opportunity for him to to go and, and earn the manager's trust again. And and very very similar to what I was saying with Cedric Eaton, I thought once he got his goal, I thought his uh, his performance just improved from there on in. In second half especially, he was picking up great areas and. And what one thing that Jordan Jones does uh, does do extremely well is he, he commits defenders. He drives at the back four, and, and he he done that throughout the second half, and it was it was creating numerous opportunities and free kick situations for Rangers. So, yeah, he, he's going to be a real positive to take away for the game today. Hugh, it's the first time we've sent Andy out to a game. Should we ease him in, send him up the road? I mean, we're here till six. That's what a proper shift looks like. But I, I don't know. Well, you open know, line. As I say, he's from the trendy West End, so he has a cheese board waiting for him. It's true, right? You've convinced me. I'm looking forward to. Is it chilly out there? Is it? Is it getting to that time? Oh, it's, I tell you what, it's, it was a great first experience, but there was lessons learnt today. That's for sure. Well, just you wait, January, February. <laughs> All layers. It'll be saying, "Get me a club, so I don't need to do this in January or February." Right, Andy, we enjoyed having you on. I think we'll speak to you again soon. Get yourself up the road. Thanks very much. See you later, guys. Bye. Cheers, what are you winking at over there? Because you got sent to Dingwall and you've not shut up about it, and no, you're still no, wanting. I could have given a loan in my blanket. Could have nipped into the true. house. Taking the Dazzler's blanket It'd be nice and comfy <laughs> If anyone I, I don't think anyone In their right no. mind Would touch the no, Dazzler's you blanket don't like to touch that. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm being perfectly honest I think the Dazzler's blanket Is the Dazzler's business only And yes. I think it should Stay that way Yeah no. You're again conjuring up A visual image I really don't care for <laughs> Good response though You're getting a, 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 a mixed response About the cheese board On Twitter I think Um so, someone has uh, RFW's on just says Deary me And he sent back a picture of Shug From Still Game The guy with the big ears He's <laughs> trying to say that you look like him Trying to say you look like Shug right, I'll, I'll, ears, a I'll oh, spin the picture around And see if you can <laughs> Oh yeah Paul Young you know, Paul. Uh, Does people That take the time to do that Really think for one minute Right At 58 years of age That bothers me Oh, I think sure. it does I you think you've got so? thin skin Oh 100% oh, no, The facts are saying It doesn't exactly. bother you with, with, Means it does bother you know what That's exactly what somebody Who was bothered by it would say No, no well, I'm not bothered about it Oh, that's, oh, that's, oh he's clearly bothered I'm about bothered. it I'm, I'm bothered I'm bothered You think I'm bothered Hugh there's a, bothered? there's a saying about Protesting too much Yes yes No I, I'm with Gordon I don't think he is bothered Thank you No, you wouldn't be But but he is It's water off a duck's back to you Anyway um, Let's go back To Celtic Park Um, Andrew McLean is alongside Jim Duffy Building up to that one It was only natural Jim That a lot of attention Would go to The fact that Odson Edward isn't playing And therefore um, Attention goes away From from elsewhere What else from the, the team news Today jumps out at you? As I said, uh, just at the bench with Lee Griffiths coming back in again, you know, everyone was thinking, has his Celtic career finished? You know, I mean, there was a lot of, a lot of talk, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, where, where he was at and could he get back in again because he is a, an absolute terrific goal scorer. Um, but in, I think you spoke before the, the, the game of day whether Scott Brown would possibly be rested, uh, you know, maybe he had an injury or he had a knock. But again, it just shows you how important he is to Celtic because even if there is any kind of doubt about it at all, if he's if he if he declares himself fit, pretty much Neil Lennon, he's, 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 you know, he trusts his captain and he, he's back on. So his influence and his uh, his uh, you know commitment to the club, I think, is, is so vital. And um, you know the, the the way he plays and, and I think Mark was saying earlier on the way Hibs will play with the two strikers. 
someone like him try to read and, and break up the play and stuff like that it allows the rest of the players pretty much you know you have the the back three in, in, in Scott Brown so you've got four the, the other six have got complete license to go forward and, 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 and be you know creative and, and pose problems for the opposition so I think again that, that for me would be the not not say a talking point, but it just shows you the the, the the level of importance that Scott Brown has in this team. Yeah, it's because that's been the number one debate on here. I would say this week, Jim, either on the phones or on Twitter, about you know, is it time to just to try even try something else, whether it be McGregor and and Cham and Turnbull or Christie or whatever combination it may be. Um, but we shouldn't really be shocked by this. You know, this is this is Scott Brown and he's Neil Lennon's go-to guy, and that doesn't show any signs of changing, no matter what people um, from the outside might say. Yeah, I mean, again, listen, you know, the, 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 we've, all, we've all been in football clubs where there are guys in the team, and they, they have, I've picked guys in the teams before that were not always, you know, you know, it's the fans' favourite, but they were, they, were, they were so important to the team, you know, managers' favourites, for, for want of a better phrase, but, you know, there were guys that were just so, uh, you know, important to, for the job to do it and allow other people to play and accept the role in the team. Scott Brown now accepts his role was different from the dynamic Scott Brown that came in from Hibs many, many years ago. Um, he's got a completely different role, but he does it better than anyone currently at Celtic at the moment, this moment in time. You know, and that, that, whether it's Callum McGregor or Oliver and Cham or anybody, Scott Brown does the role he's got to do better. And if he's fit and healthy and, you know, doesn't show any real signs of fatigue at this moment in time, then he goes in. Um, again, yeah, people can question whether they want to change the, the, the style and I know when he was out the team a little bit, was it last year or so, people say, no, Celtic moved the ball quicker and they were a bit slicker and scored more goals. Yeah, again, as I said, it's all down to interpretation, but as far as Neil Lennon's concerned, I don't even think you look at his age, I think you look at his performance levels and, as I said, and his influence on the team and also been over the course, he's got so many medals and he's, he's so used to winning that um, he, he's got that drive in him and he'll always have that drive of, of making sure the rest of the players are fully aware of that as well Jim I read a terrific quote from the Hibs manager Jack Ross last week uh, and I wrote it down and I know it will resonate with you and with Gordon DL because you understand the, the nature of club management and Jack Ross said when my team wins it's everyone else's success when they lose, it's my fault. And I think that applies to team selection today for Neil Lennon with regard to Scott Brown and also with regard to benching Odson Edward. He has to manage, but that is, or would appear to be the ground rule of management. When my team wins, it's everyone else's success. When they lose, it's my fault. Well, we're going to hear from Neil Lennon. We'll get the thoughts of the Celtic manager as we build up to kick off next. Scottish football's league leader. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, and Hugh Evans are in the studio. Jim Duffy's with Andrew McLean as we build up to kick off at Celtic Park. Let's hear from the managers, Neil Lennon first. Huge threat, as good as anybody in the division. You know, I know a lot of the players. I know Boyle. You know, and I think the two strikers have done very well. You know, Nesbitt and uh, Deutsch. Deutsch is. Can be a goal scorer. Nesbitt's, you know, hit the ground running the SPFL very, very well. So they're a threat, and there's no question of that. And um, you know, I know some of the players really well. But I've, I've been going there about 18 months now. So we've got new manager in. Jack's sort of putting his own stamp on the team. 
So Neil Lennon there of course The former Hibs manager Coming up against the current one In Jack Ross this afternoon Well it's similar in terms of The stature of the club And, and the quality they have Within their ranks And also the record this season already Both teams' record has been, has been impressive And they're still progressing In European football as well So um, different challenge though In terms of the personnel Within each side And, and the way in which they play But yeah, going away to the champions is, is always the most difficult task you'll have within a season. So another big challenge for us. But I mentioned before the Rangers game about going into the game in, the, in almost the best possible frame of mind. And, and for us, again, we go into it and you know, players feeling good about themselves and with plenty of confidence. Jim Duffy, how much of a threat do Hibs pose to Celtic today? Yeah, of course. Uh, you know, as I said, they've got pace. They can play two ways. They can take the game to the opposition and they're also very good on the counter-attack. And I think that, particularly when you play against Celtic, as as good as Hibs have been, they're unlikely to dominate possession of the ball here at Celtic Park. So if you've got that other alternative way of playing, of playing on the counter-attack with uh, Nisbet and uh, and Boyle in particular, you know, you know, having good pace, then you're always going to be a threat because you know Celtic will always try and force the game, always try and take the game to the opposition, uh, and. As much as Shane Duffy's come in to try and shore up the defence, they haven't been as secure as I'm sure Neil Lennon would have liked them to be. You know, even when they've won games, there's been there's been a few chances given to the opposition. So I think that'll encourage Jack Ross to know that. Listen, don't get too concerned if Celtic have got the ball too much, but when we have it, you know, can we exploit any spaces to leave? Because you know, Fring, the front paw in particular is going to absolutely bomb up that side. Uh, you know, all game. Um, Taylor again. You know, the same on the other side. So there will be spaces, but it's how how clinical Hibs will be. Um, you know, with, with the chances they will get. Uh, and again, as I said, I'm I'm real looking forward to because I said I just can't see Hibs just sitting and camping and hoping for the best and hoping to see a game out nil nil. So I just don't think they're that type of team. And again, as I said, in the form they're in. You know, when, when do you come to Celtic Park with no fans, playing well, scoring goals and not having a bit of a go? So I think they will as much as they possibly are allowed to, because again, that will depend on Celtic. But as much as they're allowed to, I think they'll try and, they'll, they'll, they'll try and um, you know, be, be as positive as they possibly can be. Is Martin Boyle now at such a level, Jim, where... Even you know, even Celtic and Rangers managers have to really pay attention to, to the threat that he's going to pose. You know, sometimes... You hear managers saying, well, you know, it's all about us, and if, if we're at our best, you know, that will be fine. And I'm sure Neil Lennon will have confidence in his players, but we, we really do see time and time again, no matter the opposition in Scotland, just how big a threat Martin Boyle can be. Yeah, I mean, I tried to say Martin Boyle many, many years ago um, when he was at, uh, I think, it was at Forfa, and um, he was a striker. And, um, you know, again, just because I think he was only a kid, obviously, then, maybe 19 or something like that. Uh, because of the pace he had and that was it he always had that but you know having Cushat Ligament um, I think twice I think and still to, see, to have that electric pace is fantastic um, so you know it's a, a great asset to have I'm not always convinced him as a wing back so I don't be interested to see I know Hibs started that a couple of weeks ago with the three at the back uh, and then went to four against Rangers um, so, uh, and, and I think that uh, from that point of view I think sometimes he gets He's not quite as, as effective, um, you know, if, if he's pushed back into those defensive areas. I think he's definitely better, you know, in a four or, or as a three uh, in the front area. Um, but certainly not. He's, he's, he's a player, as, a, as particularly, as I said, to, you know, on the counter-attack when there's space to go and exploit. But his overall game has improved. His finishing's improved. His final ball's improved. 
and I think that that's not just down to Jack, I have to be honest with you, because I, th I do think he had been he had been at that level uh, up until he got injured. Um, but I think confidence, like any player, insist them, you know, allowing allowing them to have that freedom to play, um, is down to the manager. And I think that uh, that's something that Hibs are, are doing with all the players just now. I think if you look, at all the players are playing at a very good level. What about Kevin Nisbet? Because there's obviously going to be those question marks. Can he step up? Can he do it in the Premiership? He's got four league goals this season. What have you made of him? Yeah, I, I, I sometimes think that the you know people do the the, the lower leagues a disservice. I think you've got it's a, it's a little bit like the top league when when English teams sometimes do as a disservice. And then the players go down there and you know whether it's a McGinn or a Stuart Armstrong and things like that, and you see the kind of money that they pay down. So they don't look at the quality. Even Van Dyke, you know, <laughs> they don't look at the the actual quality of the player. And I think that's one thing that Jack Ross has done. He's looked and says, right, forget the fact is the opposition he's playing against. How's his movement? How's his touch? How's his calmness and composure and finishing? And you know, how's he how's he progressed over the last couple of years? And is there more to come? And I think he takes all of those things in rather than look and say, well, the level he's playing at's not quite at the same same level as we play at. So, and I, and I think yeah, as long as you don't fill your team with potential, then you know, if you if you if you bring in like Gogic, for instance, you know, he's brought him in an established Premier League player with Hamilton, and he, you know, if you, if you get that in, you, as long as you get the balance right, then I think a boy like uh, Nisbet can come in, and he, and this amongst good players, and you know, as I said, he still got those qualities. So um, I think it's, uh, I think it's proven so far that uh, the manager was 100% right uh, to go and get. Him. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's not loud enough. That. Uh, it's, it's quite the safety message. Um, it's quite the safety message for the, the zero fans that are inside the stadium. Yeah. Who I know you still have to be uh, safe to the other uh, staff and media and whatever else, but um, we just drowned poor Jim Duffy out. Well, we know the public address system's working. Maybe we have to find out if the team is. Um, mentioning the threats, Mark, that, that Hibs might pose to Celtic, Martin Boyle, Kevin Nisbet. I'm sure there are more, but would those be the the obvious ones? I would think so. I mean. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the way they shape up Hibs because Jim was right. I don't think it quite worked against Rangers and Jack had to change within the game and he certainly got the best out of his players. But when you're playing Dodge and Nesbitt up front, there's a definite threat. But, you know, out and out pace in the wide areas with Wright and, and Boyle, Newell in behind, um, probably expect Gogic just to sit, you know, and be that defensive one and let the other five go ahead and play. So there's no doubt about it, Celtic will face a threat um, you know, with Hibs going forward today and probably their biggest threat they've, they've faced this season. Hibs showed it against Rangers last week and, uh, you know, it'll be exactly the same. So Celtic can't be under par today. If they are, I, I fear that they won't come away with three points. But it'll be an interesting game. Um, uh, I'm sure it'll be end-to-end. -end, but Jim's right. Hibs are not going to get a better chance than this. No fans there. You know, the pitch dimensions are the are, are virtually the same as what they would be at Easter Road. The fans are the one variable that when you go to Celtic Park and Ibrox that make the difference. And today, they're only going to get a better chance than to go and have a real go at Celtic after them travelling back from Europe on Thursday night. In the absence of Odson Edward from the start, Jim, obviously the main goal threat falls on the shoulders of Albion Ayeti. He, he's been in and out the team, but when he's been in, more often than not, He's scored. What have you made of his start to life as a Celtic player? Yeah, I mean, his start's been good. You know, I mean, yeah, what has he scored? Was it four goals? Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, and I think that uh, you know when you come in, obviously hadn't played much first team football at all in a season, 
Um, you know, people were really surprised, and you know, every, I think everyone was surprised. You paid that much money for a guy who couldn't get into the West Ham team. He really couldn't score goals. But you know, I think you know he, he certainly he certainly got a good range. His he's, he's, he's goal, his last goal, you know, in terms of how, how he finished in the Celtic move and a lovely little kind of bent finish was an outstanding goal. So he, he's a penalty box player, but he can score different types of goals. But um, you know, yeah, I mean, I think he's he's done as well as you could have possibly expected for a guy who hasn't played too much football, and he, and he will get better the more games he plays and the more he gets used to Scottish football and Celtic style football, but. The, the thing for me that will be interesting, Hibs, as much as they've had the plaudits for the football they played, they were very, should, should, I'll, I'll be kind and say, cute against Rangers, you know, with uh, their tactical fouls. And I, and I definitely think that was something that the manager had, had said to, to his team, that, you know, pretty much every time Ryan Kent or, you know, Morales or somebody just got on that little half turn, they just bumped into them, clipped them. You know, obviously there was a few little off-the-ball incidents, you know, with, with Portis and Morales and one or two others, and they were, they were just kind of winding them up a little bit. And, and yeah, you could say it was gamesmanship, you could say it was professional, you could say a lot of things, but nevertheless it broke up the rhythm of Rangers and, and it annoyed them and it frustrated them. It'll be interesting to see if they have a similar, you know, mentality today here at Celtic Park, where if, you know, would, 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 they, would they leave a little foot in there in the game, would have a little professional foul, uh, you know, as long as it's not over the top, then fair enough. But uh, yeah, they, they were they were on a, they were on a, a very you know they were close to the margin a couple of times against Rangers. That's for sure. The scene is set at Celtic Park. It's one of those fixtures you just wish you could have fans in. Hugh, it's a, a great look. Two great, um, two decent starts to the season. Yeah. Um, and it would have been lovely to get some fans in and enjoy it. But it's where we're at, and we need to enjoy it from afar. To go back to Jim Duffy's point about last week's uh, draw with Rangers and how Hibbs approached the match, again, another quote from Jack Ross, put contact on them, which is a, a manager's way of summarising strong arm stuff. I think it's a case of don't stand back and admire good players here. Mm. And Jim's right. I think, of course, Hibbs will try and use that to their advantage as long as they stick by the rules. There's nothing up with that. You go and if you stand off a good player, he'll, he'll beat you all day. You've got to get close to him. You've got you've got to know that he's there. I just think we're in for a terrific game of football this afternoon. I think this will be a cracker. Okay, the scene is set at Celtic Park in Game One of the afternoon. It finished Motherwell one, Rangers five. So Rangers setting out their stall for the afternoon. What can the other two of the top three do? Hibs and Celtic both in action, both against each other in the East End of Glasgow. And kick off is next. Clyde 1, Super Scoreboard. Ross County nil, Aberdeen 3, a blistering start by the visitors, threatening on no fewer than five occasions in the first ten minutes or so. McGinn lashed Hayes crossover in the first minute, right crashed the ball off the post from close range, Laidlaw denied efforts from Watkins and McCrory and also did well to parry McCrory's powerful 25-yard drive over. County hit back and Payton's shot was blocked by his own teammate Tilson. It looked to be heading on target, but the Dons again went close when McGinn curled a shot off the post with Laidlaw beaten. The breakthrough finally arrived on 41 minutes. Hayes delivered a deep cross to the back post and Watkins headed in his first goal for Aberdeen. Ross County brought on Charles Cook at the start of the second half and he crossed invitingly for Shaw but the header was well off target. The hosts looking more lively without really troubling visiting keeper Lewis but Aberdeen went two up on the hour mark. Vigers got a straight red for a challenge 
challenge on McCrory inside the box and Ferguson sent the keeper the wrong way from the penalty spot. Another pen for uh, Reed's handball saw Ferguson again convert in the 76th minute to make it 3-0 to cap a very impressive afternoon for Derek McInnes' side. The final score in Dingwall, Ross County nil, Aberdeen 3. Full time, Celtic Park. Let's get the story with Jim Duffy and first Andrew McLean. Celtic 3, Hibs nil. the full-time score from Celtic Park. A comfortable victory for Neil Lennon's side as they stay within one point of Rangers at the top of the table with a game in hand. Callum McGregor got things underway after just seven minutes when he was in lots of space, 25 yards out. He opened it up on his left foot and found the bottom corner with a nice strike for 1-0. A couple of chances for Hibs after that, but Christian Dodge and then Kevin Nisbet were unable to find the target and test Barkas. Then 35 minutes in, they doubled their lead. Mohamed El Yunusi had a shot from the centre of the box saved by Marciano but he could only palm it into the path of Albion Ayeti who found the back of the net and that put him out in front of the Premiership with goal scoring chance five for him in a Celtic shirt it did come at a cost though he immediately limped off and made way for Odson Edward Ofer Marciano was a busy man at the start of the second half three decent saves one from near Piton one from Scott Brown and a third from David Turnbull. A while later, Callum McGregor had another long-range strike. This one deflected, but once again saved by Ophir Marciano. Then a defining minute or so in the game. A crucial block from Shane Duffy to stop Kevin Nisbet from getting a shot on target at one end before Celtic worked the ball up the park. Half-time substitute David Turnbull slotted through Mohamed El Yunusi and he slid the ball under the goalkeeper and put the game to bed. Three goals, three points and exactly what Neil Lennon was looking for. The full-time score at Celtic Park is Celtic 3 Hibs nil and Jim Duffy. People highlighted this game as a potential banana skin for Celtic, but it was a job well done in the end. Well, it was an excellent performance from Celtic, and uh, you know thoroughly deserved the three nothing score line. It didn't flatten them at all. If it wasn't for over Marciano and the Hibs goal, it could have been e- even more convincing. And I think Neil Lennon will be absolutely delighted. His overall performance, one or two little moments in the first half where, where, where uh, Nisbet in behind, but never tested Barkas. He never had one real save to make in the whole game. Uh, one great block as you mentioned by Shane Duffy but other than that Celtic uh, totally dominant uh, both uh, in defence very solid midfield I thought were terrific today Brown and McGregor but exceptional and then David Turnbull come on the second half he'd, uh, you know he just looked as if he, you know he slotted straight and again he had lots of time and space but nevertheless um, excellent uh, in that second half as I said in, in, in the front players I mean people are talking about leaving Edward out but a jetty scores Elanusi scores and Elanusi sets up the other one for a jetty as well can't ask for too much more so Hibs were too nice for me far too nice I think they were much more competitive and much more aggressive against Rangers last week I know it was at Easter Road but I think they stood off Celtic too much and you st- stand off good players they'll punish you and that's exactly what Celtic did Callum McGregor Albion Ayeti and Mohamed El Yunusi the goal scorers the full time score from Celtic Park Celtic 3 Hibs nil. Jim Duffy I think the stadium gave the man of the match to Jeremy Frimpong any complaints about that from you? Well, no complaints. I mean, if you if you're asking me if, if I would have given him, I wouldn't have. I would have given it to Callum McGregor. Um, Frimpong catches the eye all day long. There's no doubt about that. But I can't remember McGregor having a bad decision in the game, making a bad pass, making the wrong choice. I just thought he was absolutely immense. Celtic had, as I said, three or four really top class performances. Frimpong will always catch the eyes. A joy to watch. I mean, I'm sitting me Andrew, and I'm thinking, I don't know. I'd love to see his GPS because. Uh, the amount of sprints he puts in, and I mean proper sprints. I mean, you're, as a coach, Mark, uh, Daz will tell you, you're always saying to players, we're going sprint, and, and they think they're doing it, but they're not. They're going three quarters. He 
he is out the blocks all the time. Uh, uh, as I said, he's a constant threat up and down. Neil Lennon was giving him a little bit uh, now and again because defensively he does switch off once or twice when players uh, balls in behind him. But uh, listen, as I said, he's still a very young player and uh, an immense talent. But for me, Callum McGregor was the most influential player in terms of just getting on the ball, being a threat, scored the, the opening goal, had shots at goal, just kept popping up into positions where the Hibs players you know, couldn't really get to him. I can't remember anybody having a tackle on him. And I think that was, um, uh, you know, again, because the Celtic moved the ball and, and interchanged well. Um, Scott Brown just didn't sit today in front of the back four. He was, he was popping up inside right, inside left uh, areas. And, and again, as I said, with uh, with um, David Turnbull coming on the second half, I thought Celtic just completely controlled that part of the game. And as I said, the three three and off the scoreline didn't flatter Celtic at all. Celtic's best performance of the season, according to Hugh. Would you go along with that? Yeah, well, obviously I've seen them a few times, and uh, you know I think that in terms of a dominant display, yeah, I mean Hibs. Yeah, you know, they had little moments here and there. And I think you've got to put things in perspective. Hibs have started well, but there's still a huge gulf between Celtic and Hibs uh, in terms of everything, you know, resources, quality, you know, depth, strength and depth, all these things. If Hibs can finish in the top four this year, it'll be a, a, a marked improvement for Hibs. So, I mean, OK, people talk about today, well, if they win, they could go above Celtic, but realistically, that was never that would never be sustained over the season. So I think um, Jack will know that. I think Jack will put things in perspective and he'll think well if we can compete as well as we can against everyone else um, then fair enough but uh, there's bonuses against um, the old firm there's no there's no question about that they got a bonus last week getting a point against Rangers but today Celtic had too much quality for them so I, I think as I say Neil Lennon will be absolutely thrilled with his playing again I, I don't quite get the criticism I don't know where it's coming from you know, would would the team? You know, would the people want? You know, the there's maybe not quite the same intensity when you would have sixty thousand fans here. That's understandable. But um, you know, Celtic, you know, are still scoring goals, still winning games, still playing some good football. So I'm, I'm not quite sure where the criticism comes uh, is, is, is due. Now it's over to you though to tell us what you think. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic fans, Hugh Evans thinks that was your best performance of the season. Do you agree or not? What did you like about it? Who was good? Anything you could have done better? What does that say after a bit of criticism uh, to the team in recent times? Rangers fans. A Thumping of Mullerwell at Fir Park Some controversial decisions in there as well So let's talk about it all with you on the lines next 0141 951 1025 After the action, it's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1 Super Scoreboards Open Line It's been quite the day in the Scottish Premiership Rangers and Mullerwell kicked us off at Fir Park Rangers winning by 5 goals to 1 They got 2 penalties Mullerwell will feel that they should have had one There was lots to debate But in the end An easy three points for Stephen Gerrard's side And lots to be pleased about as well A double for James Tavernier from the spot A double for Cedric Eaton His first two for the club And a first goal for Rangers for Jordan Jones as well Responding to that disappointment in the league at Easter Road last weekend Then it was over to Celtic They did the business A 3-0 win at home to Hibs uh, no odds on Edward from the start But that didn't matter He came off the bench Albion a Yeti Scored Callum McGregor And then Ilyanusi Wrapping up Thanks to an assist From David Turnbull Who came on for the second half 
And Aberdeen winning comfortably Three goals to nil against Ross County A double for Lewis Ferguson So lots to discuss We want to know what you made of it though So let us know right now on the phones 0141 951 1025 Well I based my case uh, Having said it was Celtic's best performance of the season in the league I based my case on the fact that They beat Ross County in Hamilton Scored five goals in each game But they should be beating Ross County in Hamilton uh, they beat Motherwell Who have been poor in the league this season And they're a point off the bottom uh, St Mirren was a bit of a struggle in Paisley Kilmarnock was a draw at Rugby Park Livingston 3-2 It wasn't convincing And Dundee United It took a late goal from Albi and a Yeti to, to get Celtic the points there Today They played well They kept a clean sheet They showed uh, bags of invention uh, Middle to front uh, and that's why All things considered I would say That is the best performance In the league That they've had this season Well let's bring in Michael In Bologna And see if he agrees Michael was that the best performance From Celtic this season? How you doing? Uh, Gordon how you doing panel? Yep good uh, Watched the game today um, And I think that Some praise has to go to Near Beaton When the guy comes into that squad He absolutely Blows it out of the park. He's never done anything wrong. Um, just does what his job's asked. Uh, there's never, there's never ever a mention of him being he's the best person or mm-hmm. he's the bad person or anything else. He just, he just does what he's asked, and he never. He, the guy doesn't get any praise, and for the years that he's been at Celtic, absolutely phenomenal man. Yeah let me put it to Jim Who watched the game At Celtic Park Is he a bit of a, an unsung Hero at times Yeah I mean He's been a bit unlucky At times Because he's picked up A few injuries Over the years And, and it was a bit hard For him Obviously he came in As a, as a, as a holding midfielder um, But as Mark has, has said There earlier on In the programme as well When he's He's now, he's now considered A centre back And I think the three At the back Is ideal for him Because he can break Into midfield Because that's his Natural position So he's ideal He's obviously got A physical presence He's tall He's athletic um, You know he's not The quickest But he, he, he's certainly Very good on the ball And it's exactly What you're saying there that he, You know he's, he, he doesn't he, You know he, he doesn't make many errors um, He's maybe a bit of a He's a very good Certainly a good player To have in your squad There's no doubt about that um, And as he's used to The ball's good um, And he suits As I say He suits the system Really well And you know Although um, Christopher Julian You would think At £7 million Would be Someone that would would get back into the team again, again. As I said, if he's, you know, if you if you if you're if you're looking at um, players coming in, uh, answering uh, the questions that the manager's given from saying, like, can you again? Can you make it difficult for me? Then Neil Beaton has certainly done that. He's given the manager, um, you know, a, a difficult decision to make. Then when 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 uh, Julian is ready, are you going to change it? But with a clean sheet against a side, who, you know, have got a real potent threat up front. And other than, as I said, the one block, and there was a couple of little half chances, um, they snuffed Tibbs out, and, and, and near Beaton certainly played his part uh, in that. And yeah, a, a good player to have about the squad, there's no question about that. Do you think it was the best performance of the season, Michael? I think, um, see, seeing some of the, uh, the game last week um, when they played Rangers, I thought that Hibs, they've, they've been good this season. I thought Hibs have been brilliant, but. The day I thought that they would maybe come and give us a game, but we absolutely played them right out of the park. We didn't give them any chances whatsoever. They were 
Celtic were absolutely brilliant, and that just shows that we're a step above. We'll, that's that's where we're going to go this year. We'll, we'll make. Yeah, I mean, Jim, I've seen that that comparison made, Jim, about you know Hibs last week. It's, a, it's obviously it's a different challenge when you're at home um, compared to when you're away. How much of it was down to, to Celtic being good, and how much of it was down to Hibs not being? Quite at it because it seemed that, that they were at the start and 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 almost as the game progressed, Hibs like you know progressively fell out of it more and more as the game went on. Yeah, I mean again, I think you've got to first and foremost put the the you know that 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 aspect down to how Celtic played. I mean Celtic moved the ball quickly, didn't allow Hibs to get to them. At the same token, Hibs are a little bit off off the pace in terms of as I said that aggressive uh, attitude that they had last week against Rangers. But from from a, a footballing point of view, I thought Celtic moved the ball quickly. Um, I thought the shape didn't really suit Hibs against Celtic. I think when you match up, then you you know if you match up one one v ones at times, which it were, then you know you've got to be quick enough and good enough to deal with that and, and at times Hibs weren't you know so that allowed Celtic um, you know to, to, to dominate the match um, in terms of create, creating chances and, and being a threat in the final uh, the, the final third but listen I think I think you've got to give due credit to Celtic I mean as I, as I said Hibs will have their challenge this year and if they can finish the top four it'll be a, a terrific season for Jack uh, but coming to Celtic Park today um, he would have known all along um, as, as Daz had as alluded to earlier on he would need Celtic to be off the pace to have a chance and Celtic weren't uh, they, they were up for it whether it was a, whether it was up a little bit of criticism, who who knows criticism? Sorry, recently, who knows? But for one reason or another, Celtic definitely had a little bit about me. The sleeves were rolled up and they were right at Hibs. And as I said, and you know, a really top class performance. And you know, again, maybe the the gauntlet thrown down from Rangers earlier on in, in the day. I know maybe giving that a wee bit extra spark as well, something to prove to say, listen, you know, we're not going anywhere. It doesn't matter if you if you have a good result today. We we can we can more than match it today. Uh, for those who are keeping an eye on the scores Jamie Vardy has just dispatched a top quality penalty To make it Man City 1 uh, Leicester 1 High into the top corner Goalie with no chance Let's bring in Jerry. Thank you to Michael in Balornock for kicking us off uh, Jerry, as a Celtic fan How happy are you after that? Hi Gordon um, I'm very happy I was actually on the show on Friday night I was very unhappy I thought rightfully so After the performance against Riga But I didn't see the game today, but listening to you guys, it sounds like we dominated the game, we completely bossed it. I was a bit concerned when I saw the lineup again because I thought I, I didn't really understand what Neil was trying to do with the, the team selection, but credit to him, you know, he took some stick from myself as well. Um, but today we came through against the top class Hibs team, and, you know, this is the standard we need to keep to now for the foreseeable future. Um, because the thing is, this season as well, you know, I know it's a cliche, footballers say we just take one game at a time, but Really, this season more than other, that has to be the, the true case because we don't know what's going to happen with football if they could get shut down, you know, in two weeks' time or something. So every game now has to be a cup final for the Celtic players moving forward. Um, so very happy today, but I just I just wanted to keep it going. And if I can just very quickly after make a quick point with Stephen Gerrard, that's all right, guys. Okay, Stephen Gerrard. No, take that. Take the first point first, if you like. Um, yeah. I, as I say, in the 21st century, people re- respond badly to criticism. You're not allowed to say this, that, or anything else. Um, and that applies particularly in football. But Celtic have occasionally deserved criticism. Uh, the European performances, in particular, Ferenc Varos, unacceptable to go out at home. 
Uh, Riga was well, you know, Jerry will know the reaction as the Riga game was being played. People were getting more and more annoyed. Uh, however, criticism can have a positive effect, and I think Neil Lennon this morning in his newspaper pieces uh, was telling you that he did not like the way um, Celtic had been reported on in Latvia, and I think. He's conveyed that message to the players I think they've gone out there In a very determined frame of mind And they were simply Much better today Than they have been In any other league game this season Yeah, I mean Jerry Hughes thinks it was the best Celtic performance Of the season How hopeful are you that that and it's, it's almost a weird question I can, I can feel it weird before I start it You know, Celtic don't necessarily need a kickstart When they've been winning every game But clearly a lot of fans felt that there was something missing from the performances. Are you hopeful that that can be the start of of, of perhaps Celtic hitting top gear? Yeah, that definitely, Gordon. I, mean, I like the fact that David Turnbull came on, and from what you guys were saying, he looked like he was outstanding. Um, you just you just want to see players playing the right positions uh, and being comfortable on the ball. I, I felt like that's been it's been a case of putting square pegs in round holes the last few weeks. Um, hopefully, now Neil. Realizes where players have got to play, uh, and moving forward, it, it's going to make us, um, you know, much more secure, uh, a much more secure base. Guys like Nier Beaton there as well playing. I think Nier Beaton is a very underrated player, as, as uh, the caller previously said to me. So solid at the back, uh, strong midfield, and you've still got a Jetty. Hopefully, he's not hurt too bad uh, scoring goals, and, and Edward coming back on form as well. But if I could just say quickly, guys, um, I didn't get a chance to hear Wednesday show live. I heard it in catch up, but. It was a total Stephen Gerrard loving from all these Rangers fans coming on. I just had to laugh because I'll give you shoe credit because he did say two years ago that first game against Aberdeen when he said Rangers never getting the decision. He didn't know what he was talking about and he should have been called out for them. For me, I'm not just saying as a Celtic fan, I think this is a football fan. He should have been pulled up by the beaks long before Wednesday for his comments. Um, you know, saying that Scott Brown should have was provoking Rangers players into assaulting them, nonsense such as this. He complained about a Tom Rogic tackle and Ryan Jack after his first old firm game. So I just hope he learns some humility going forward. Congratulations to them on Wednesday and yesterday. Very good results. But hopefully Stephen Gerrard learns a bit of humility moving forward and he, and he kind of keeps these comments uh, to himself from now on. Well, no, he can't keep his comments to himself because he's the manager of Rangers and he'll, he'll always be asked by this new uh, station and other radio stations, television and newspapers will always be asked for his comments. He can't keep them to himself. I also uh, would take issue with you on the question of humility. Uh, for all that he has achieved in his career, and it has been plenty, uh, he always strikes me as a humble man. And I think that he spoke his mind, and I do not think that he was entitled to be Given a notice of complaint for what he said uh, about Ryan Edwards So I think you're harsh on him Anyway, I think we've got enough on our plate with dealing with all that's happened In three big Premiership games this afternoon Thank you to Jerry uh, in co-winning Brian is in Lark Hall Brian, how pleased were you with Rangers' performance earlier? Yeah, very pleased uh, Thanks very much for that you, uh, Jerry, the silly fan there, doesn't need to act like that Shemilly, that's one thing that Stephen Gerrard has got in absolute spades so I don't understand that at all. You know, come on and talk about your club. Or if you want to talk about an issue that's going on, then then do that. Now, I, I prefer to talk about Rangers, but I'm actually going to include Celtic in this. And the reason being is, I believe that Rangers and Celtic will now stretch their advantage as far as the rest of the clubs are concerned. And 
I think it'll be a minor miracle if any of them drop a point, uh, you know, for the rest of the season. And I think it'll be a major miracle if any of them lose to to any, you know, any of the other clubs. I hope I'm not jumping the, the gun because it's very early in the season. Rangers did drop points last week, Brian, seven days yeah, ago. I know that. I understand that, but I'll tell you what you need to do is I think you need to look at that game last week. Uh, in its entirety uh, To me it was a minor miracle That Hibs getting in and out of that game But that can happen in football So it could and happen sell- again then Have you it the day with one comfortably? Yeah. Are you, are you, you did win comfortably the more ge- the more, Listen the more general point might might be fair Hugh I think was it Brian Rice maybe last season Spoke about he feels like that gap is just getting bigger and bigger Yeah, um, Mickey Mellons spoke about it this season I Mickey, think as well Mickey um, Mellons And said rightly so I mean yeah. this is nothing new in this part of the world Look at the finances Look at the resources yeah. Look at the players We say it time and time again Rangers yeah. are bringing on Eaton and Defoe Celtic are bringing on Edward and Turnbull You know they, they kind of should pull away from everyone else Yeah yeah Mickey Mellon said the gap was created by money And he's absolutely right Jim Duffy will know that to be the case Having managed uh, against Celtic Rangers It, it is about money And the, their ability to bring in players And uh, you know Celtic's bench can be worth Millions and millions of pounds The bench Um I do think the gap will get bigger as the season goes along, but I would not bet on Celtic and Rangers uh, not losing a game between now and the end of the season unless it's against each other. I just think that there comes along those days. Celtic at Kilmarnock were pretty woeful and got a one-all draw. Rangers at Livingston were pretty woeful and got a goalless draw. So The only worry about that, Hugh, is that we're now getting into... Nearly double figures in league games I think players are starting to get used to this weird atmosphere No uh-huh. supporters You look at Celtic today uh, Usually with 60,000 fans behind them But I don't think with 60,000 fans behind them today Would have made any difference I thought the uh, performance was uh, very, very professional Very good indeed I can understand what the callers try to say But I do think it's a long season and you do have off days And Gordon you're right It was only last week That Rangers went to Easter Road And dropped points Brian what pleased you most About Rangers performance On win today What they're doing is uh, <clears throat> I phoned in uh, Last Was it last Sunday No Monday It was Monday I, n- I never managed to go on And I had a look at the statistics and, and Rangers shots On target To their goals Was 17 goals 56 shots on target In the first seven games And I felt their percentage was low then. I think the last uh, two games, we have upped that and uh, we've made the most uh, of the possession of chances. And I think that's what's going to happen. And I agree with Gordon said there. I, I, I think the players are now used to playing <clears throat> front uh, uh, with no fans. I'm hoping that we can get fans through the, uh, the turnstiles uh, before the end of the season We'll just need to wait And see what happens then Yeah we but, will indeed I think we're all Very much We don't we don't sing from the he- Same hymn sheet On many issues But that's one of them We're all hoping that day Is sooner rather than later Let's hear what Stephen Gerrard Made of it at Fir Park A 5-1 win I'm very pleased with it uh, I thought our standards Throughout the game Were, were top um, You know we got Comfortable in the game Pretty early Once we scored the third goal But um, I was happy That you know the level Never dropped I had the opportunity To get people off the pitch With Thursday night In the back of my mind 
Um, but to get that level of performance on the back of such a, a difficult game on Thursday in, in Willem, we had to really empty it and leave it on the pitch out there physically. Um, it wasn't a 4 0 game, you know, um, great results, great scoreline, but we had to put a lot into that game. So I'm really pleased that we've, I wouldn't say cruised through today, but, you know, our level of performance has uh, you know, made it quite an easy victory for us. Uh, Craig is on the line Craig it was quite the afternoon At Fir Park um, Six goals Plenty of incidents What do you make of them? I um, well, I think first and foremost It's a It's a, a, a You know A great result um, You know Fir Park um, Over the last Couple of seasons To be fair Tomorrow Has not been Exactly the easiest Of grounds to go And um, pull out results Like that um, So You know Delighted with that Delighted for the boy Eaton I thought um, His first goal was an absolute uh, screamer, um, and his second one, I think, you know, a great um, sort of striker's goal. It was a great poacher's goal, um, but you know, if I could just sort of tackle some of the in, the, the incidents with the penalties and stuff, you know, I think both Rangers penalties for me are penalties, and the reason they're penalties is because of the current rules. You know, I don't like the handball rules as they are them more than. Man enough to admit that, even though it's went for us today, because I think um, they're incredibly harsh, um, and you can certainly debate the merits of that. But if the rules are what they are just now, I don't think you know you can have any complaints about them being penalties. In terms of Motherwell, I thought the first Motherwell penalty shout as a penalty. You know, Kamara's quite clearly barged Campbell in the back, and if that had been in the other box and Morelos had been barged by. You know, Beavis McGabby or whoever had been screaming for a penalty. So, as a penalty, I I don't think the second Motherwell one is a penalty purely because, and I don't know what the panel maker is. I think if the boy, uh, the Motherwell boy, had stayed in his feet, maybe a couple of steps, a couple of seconds longer, it would have been. I just feel he went down too early because the minute he felt Hellander's hand on his shoulder, he threw himself to the ground, um, which is why, to me. It's more simulation than a penalty, but if he stays up mm-hmm. for a few seconds, I think Hollander probably would have pushed him down. So, um, you know, that for me is where the penalties are. Well, well let me put, yeah, let me put them to the to the panel then. Craig, first of all, thinks both Rangers penalties were penalties, but with that sort of caveat of yeah, we know it's it's, mm-hmm. it's handball and it's really annoying and it's really frustrating, but that's the rule. Spot on, absolutely spot on. And I'm. I'm in my opinion I'm with Craig I'm in his camp here I thought the two Rangers penalties were penalties I screamed for the Campbell one I thought it was a penalty kick I don't know how he's not given that and was it Lang that went down? Uh, Lang's the second one yeah Yeah. Um, I think he's got it right I think the minute he feels the touch he's dived and it's not a penalty kick so apart from the referee I thought he got the three three out of four decisions right Gordon Mark yeah, for once we're all kind of agreeing. Um, you know, unfortunate as it was for Motherwell. Um, yeah, penalty kicks. I thought the second one, when I seen it, uh, I thought it was harsh. Seeing the reruns of it, it definitely looks like is it was it Grimshaw yep. who who moves his arm towards the ball. So, yeah, um, thought Motherwell should definitely have had a penalty. The the first one, no, the second one, not for me. So I agree with the guys. The handball thing, and again, you know, the rules are the rules. So there's not a great deal of point in. In, in debating it too much I think you all agree That, that they were mm-hmm. penalties But at the same time I think there's still room To have Kind of sympathy For players and, and, and wonder how difficult It must be Hugh Because And don't just take our word For it You know It's all over The English Premier League At the moment Players are Players are sort of And we heard Andy Halliday On earlier Saying you know They're just not really sure What they're meant to do With their arms You know it, 
and it feels like it's so strict now that it's it's a it's a tough pill to swallow for them. But by the letter of the law, yeah, as, absolutely. As the yeah. law stands, Rangers two penalties were perfectly valid. Uh, Alan Campbell is a certain penalty kick. I uh, don't know how the referee missed that one. And for me, the other one from Lang uh, is a penalty kick, but he perhaps goes down a shade theatrically, uh, and that colours the referee's judgment. But I think Helander's har- arm is all over him from the start of the move. Uh, but he has gone down in a theatrical fashion, and sometimes you're judged on that. What about on the on the field, Craig? In terms of the positives, there was so many boxes ticked. He talked about Jones playing and scoring, Eten scoring, Tavernier getting another couple rests for certain players. How pleasing was it overall? Very pleasing. I think after the <clears throat> disappointment last weekend, um, you know, we we dropped the the two points to. To Hibs and um, you know, I think it was a decidedly average performance, and I think a reaction was required for that. And I think the last two games against Villantwe and the day against Motherwell has shown that. And I'm glad that you know Jones has come on and had a great game. You know, he's got a goal. Um, and to be honest with you, you know, I'm almost thinking to myself, if if Jones can keep that form up, he's really going to ask the question of you know of Hadji if he can keep his place because I don't think Hadji's reached the heights that he should be at so far so you know that that could be an interesting one but I think you need that and it's the same way you know Eaton finally getting off the mark you know that's a positive sign because now you've got um, you know Morelos has got goals this season Roof has got goals Eaton's got goals Defoe's been injured but you know I'm pretty positive he'll get goals as well and I think you need that because the way Celtic look just now you know I mean everybody's talking about oh you know they're not at their best and they're they have not lost a game or dropped a point since drawing with Kilmarnock. Um, you know, and it seems to me that despite how poorly they may be playing, you know, the teams they're playing are playing even worse than them now. For me, I think if Rangers are going to go, um, you know, to Celtic Park um, and want to stay on top of the league when they go there in a few weeks' time, they're going to have to put together a string of, mm. of victories now. Um and I, that, that's the one thing I think Gerard needs to do. We need to win five, six games in a row like Celtic because if you don't do that, Celtic are just going to gain ground and then overtake. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks, that's for sure. Thank you very much to Craig. We are about to hear from the Celtic manager, Neil Lennon. If you want to hear what he had to say on today's game, we're going to bring it to you next. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line. Your chance to have your say on the phones Let's hear from you You can tweet as well Jim Duffy's at Celtic Park Giving us the eyewitness account Hugh, Mark and Gordon Are in the studio This is what Neil Lennon Made of the game at Celtic Park 10 out of 10 Best of the season And one of the best in my time As manager First and second time I thought we were outstanding I thought the football we played Was was brilliant The control of the game Was brilliant And you know we defended When we had to Really well It was just an outstanding All round team performance Is it going to be more And more difficult To leave Frimpong Out of the starting lineup When you consider His performance today He's been a bit um, Off colour You know In previous weeks But he was back to form On Thursday night And certainly was brilliant today So again With the amount of games That we have We have to be careful You know Overdo it with him But um, he provides so much Enthusiasm and energy and quality to the team, but he was a real catalyst today. You know, for everything to get us going to get the game on the front foot, he was outstanding. I thought big game for us. Hibs coming here, you know, having dropped the point, we're from home. 
you know, and I thought we were, you know, miles ahead in all departments and really, really pleased with it. David Turnbull comes on and looks a class actor. Yeah, he did well, you know, looked comfortable in the environment. You know, he's got a bit of work to do. Um, I was really pleased with his contribution for the, the third goal and he, he looked assured out there. So he's a, you know, we think he's a very talented young Scottish player and we're delighted to have him and um, you'll see more of him as you go along. How are your injuries, Neil? Uh, Jetty's looking like a hamstring strain, so hopefully it'll only be a couple of weeks. Christy will be fine, should be okay. He just got a, almost like winded, you know, he got a sort of elbow in the stomach and he was, he was pretty sore at half-time, but he should be okay for Thursday. Uh, so Neil Lennon giving an injury update there He was full of praise for David Turnbull Jim Duffy um, Which seems like a good opportunity to put a couple of tweets to you Because he's been getting a lot of love on our Twitter feed Tony says Turnbull looked class when he came on I expect as the season goes on he becomes a big player for us Danny Logan Turnbull set the place on fire when he came on Surely a first pick The boy is class And uh, Neil Lennon was pleased not only with him But with everything he saw from his team today yeah, so it should be. I mean, it was an outstanding performance from Celtic, but uh, the David Turnbull one's obviously going to be, you know, uh, a difficult one, simply because of the embarrassment of riches that Celtic have in their midfield. I mean, uh, you know, Ryan Christie has, has been, you know, again, even today's movement and stuff like that helped to set up uh, um, the, the Jetty go as well, just, just by bursting into the box. And, and then obviously you've got guys like Olivier and Cham, you know, sitting there, you know, chomping in a bit to get on as well. And, you know, they've They've just got so many players in that area of the pitch that um, the competition is so fierce. But David Turnbull, is, there's no doubt, his quality. And, and listen, it's not all about just this season for David Turnbull. He's a, he's a long-term uh, prospect for Celtic. So if he can get, you know, whatever, man, if he can get into double figures in game time this year, you know, and then look to maybe cement a more regular place uh, going forward, then I, and then I, I think that, uh, you know, that that's ultimately where Celtic will see him. I think he's still only 21, I think, um, um, Gordon. Yep. So, listen, he's he's got a, a huge future ahead of him because he has a talent. He's calm. He's aware of what's around him. He doesn't seem flustered by anything. Um, obviously, he had the one strike in the game where the keeper had a good save and then the, 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 the forward pass uh, for Elanusi's goal. So, you know, even in 45 minutes, you know, he still makes that a really good contribution. But it was an ideal game for him. That's the other thing, you know. If it was a hurly burly, you know, game, you know, you know, it might be slightly different. But today, just, you know, the way Celtic dominated the game, he had time and space all the time just to just to get his head up and make passes. So it was a, it was a perfect platform to today. But he, he certainly he certainly took a, a you know full advantage of it himself and and put himself in, in, into the manager's thoughts. I'm sure going forward. Laurie is a Celtic fan on the line. What did you make of it today, Laurie? Uh, an absolutely flawless performance. Celtic were majestic. I, I listened earlier in the week to a couple of Rangers supporters I, bemoaning I, the, the, the two drop points against Hibs last week and putting it down to physicality uh, of Hibs. Well, you know what? It's a man's game. I, Rangers last weekend were out-muscled and manhandled by Hibs. That was never going to happen to Celtic today uh, because of our pace. Uh, in our movement. I mean, you think about, I echo Jim's uh, sentiments there, you look at the depth of squad we have, when you can bring on two guys with the game in the bag, you can then bring on players like Edward and Turnbull. And what I also think is that probably over the next few days, both teams may make additions uh, to their squads. The difference is Celtic can afford to buy quality. This is a cruel analogy I'm going to use here, but Stephen Gerrard will be the equivalent of a scrap merchant rummaging 
uh, for spare parts in a junkyard because he's physically unable to compete with Celtic financially. Well, Laurie... Kamar uh, Roof doesn't come from a scrapyard, does he? No, no, a colourful uh, description of events, but an inaccurate summary of events. I, I, I don't understand why. Uh, we've had two Celtic callers now who have felt obliged to rubbish uh, Stephen Gerrard. If Laurie says Celtic were majestic, that's Laurie's starting point. He should praise the side. Neil Lennon has said 10 out of 10 best of the season, which I said to you during the course of the game. But I don't understand this need to belittle Stephen Gerrard. Rangers have put together a very good squad. Um, they do not deserve this kind of uh, derogatory commentary that's coming their way. Uh, they are very, very serious challengers to Celtic for this title. And, uh, you know, the the caller earlier on who said that uh, Stephen Gerrard lacked humility, I think some of the Celtic fans are lacking a little humility here. They, they, they should be more mindful of the fact that Rangers have put together a very good team who will run Celtic all the way this season. It lacks respect. Can yes. I come back in? Of course you can. Yeah, all, all I would say there is, uh, you know, we do have talking in the park. Look at the number of trophies that we've won. Hold on a second, uh, Laurie. Think... Hold on a second. You've done your talking here. You've come on and compared uh, Stephen Gerrard to a, a, some sort of scrap dealer. Uh, yeah. Is that is can that really... St- is that really I'm about respectful? to enlarge on that, Hugh, if you, if you give me the opportunity of enlarging. And I hear the bottom line. The bottom line is, uh, it's all about results. We have won, what, so many in a row now, trophies. I've actually lost count, 11 or 12. The guy whom the SFA employ as a silversmith or an engraver must be able to inscribe Celtic's names in these trophies with his eyes shut. That's my answer. No, it's not an answer. I'm asking you why uh, you feel the need to denigrate Stephen Gerrard uh, and you say that you do your talking on the park when you've come on, like the caller before who said that Stephen Gerrard lacks humility, which I think is grossly unfair, and now you're on comparing him to a scrap dealer and all the rest of it. He's got a team, Laurie, which I think you should acknowledge uh, are very, very strong contenders for the title and the game against Celtic is only two and a half weeks away now and I, I just think that your comments lack all respect. Stephen Gerrard will go the same way as his predecessors, uh, Mark Robertson and Pedro Coutinho. He's been at the helm for two seasons, he's won nothing. Uh, it's all about results So we'll wait and see what happens We'll wait and see what happens Indeed we will Neil Lennon was talking about Various things after the match One of the big talking points Prior to kick off was Odson Edward Not in the starting 11 He did come on um, Here's what Neil Lennon Had to say about him And an update On James Forrest as well They're good players You know So I've no, no qualms About leaving You know Giving Odson a break We did that last weekend But he came on today And he was Yeah he looked good He looked far more like himself When he did come on Ellie Nussi had a Another very good game with a, you know, it was intelligent play, you know, off the ball and a great finish for the third goal. So I'm delighted with him as well. Is that just a decision based on form to, to leave Odds now? Oh, because like he's not been himself, you know. It's and he knows that. Thought today, you know, for the length of time he was on, I thought he was great. You know, we we like to have depth. We like to have, you know, I don't see it as competition. Just, you know, someone's just struggling a little bit, form or fitness. Then, you know, got good players to come in and, and play and make us as good as we were today. I thought we were brilliant today. I really enjoyed it. 
no, he's got a scan tomorrow, and then we'll be we'll have a fair idea how long the time. I would doubt very much he'll make the Scotland game though. A bit of a blow for Stevie Clark if he's listening, Jim Duffy, and also on Odson Edward, Jim. That's exactly what you said. Credit to you before the game. You know it's no big deal. He's he's not in form. Neil Lennon clear his day there, saying he left Odson Edward out because he doesn't think he was in good form. Yeah, you're at a big club. You got a big squad, and you make big decisions. That's their job as a manager. And uh, you know he, he's made it over the last couple of weeks. He doesn't think he's he's been at it uh, to the same level. Or he's been off the pace, as he said, and therefore he's fully entitled as a manager to to go with the players he thinks are are maybe up a, a little bit up for it. And as I said, it's been today or before the game. It was all the talk about oh well, he's left Edward down. This is his best team and his best play, and best player and stuff like that. But it was fully justified because the performance level of, of you know the whole team was exceptional. And um, as I said, the two guys he started up front both scored. And and and, and I think as I said, as a manager, you know he, he won't he won't go and, and and shout from the rooftops about it. But there'll be a quite satisfaction to know that he he made the right call. And as I said, when he brought Edward on, he did look a little bit sharper. He wasn't at his brilliant best. He'd won little step over and, and, a, and a short save by Marciano and his, his touch as ever was always good but he, he, he wasn't looking as dynamic as he normally looks but certainly the, the other thing is good players need the threat of, of as I said of being dropped and, and, and the fact that Ajetis went in and scored Neil Anoushi's getting praised for the manager yeah, again it just, just fires maybe might fire Edward up and they might just get the best back out of him again again presuming he is still there after uh, October 5th Hugh Keevans you called yourself an old cynic at various times so you've saved me the bother you were, you know, were, I think were keen to read into various things regarding Odson Edward's omission Neil Lennon says it's very simple he wasn't in good form don't need to pick him and left him out give him a rest today this is uh, Sunday the 27th of September the window closes on the 5th of October so but, but even if Odson Edward does leave that still wouldn't wouldn't prove your point Neil Lennon's just saying that he left him out because he wasn't in good form you seem to think before the game it was more than that I said it left open to speculation yeah, uh, but has Neil Lennon closed the speculation by what he just said not entirely no because we're not at October the 5th let's bring in Giovanni who's in Barhead hi Giovanni Hiya How's it going? Um, I'm doing well I'm Good. a Celtic supporter And extremely embarrassed at Laurie's comments there Rangers are going to run us right to the wireless scene And anybody thinks any difference a fool And to call Stephen Gerrard a scrap merchant's a wee bit uh, As you said, denigrating I mean that's ridiculous We played the best we've played all season today Watched it on online, and we played really, really, really well. But Rangers have been doing that all season. And anybody that thinks that this is just going to turn around and we're just going to walk away with the title is a fool. This is going right to the wire, and it's great. I'm up for it. I'm up for the fight. I think it'll be fabulous to see Celtic Rangers going head to head all season. And by the way. I tried to go on the other night about David Turnbull. He looks like a Rolls Royce. That's my comment. Right. Well, with regard to, uh, you're absolutely right, Giovanni. Uh, with regard to the comments made about Stephen Gerrard, they're cheap shots. Celtic have had their best display of the season. 10 out of 10, said Neil Lennon. Uh, now, surely you have enough to do to praise El Yanusi for another goal, a Yeti for another goal. 
terrific goal from Callum McGregor David Turnbull plays the second half And looks born to play for Celtic There's so much of a positive nature to say about Celtic Why people feel the need to then introduce remarks designed to denigrate Steven Gerrard Just because he's the Rangers manager I do not understand It lacks respect uh, The second point on David Turnbull Jim's already given us the, the eyewitness view From the stands if you like Mark What did you make of him? Yeah very impressed with him um, I think he, he felt his way into the half A uh, couple of easy passes But then you could see him growing in stature Had a couple of good set pieces And I think he just grew in confidence After that You know Always somebody that picks up Nice positions And you always wonder If the players coming from A Motherwell Or a a team Below Celtic Rangers Can take their game Into that environment Uh, And Turnbull showed He could today It's where he continues I agree with Jim I don't think Turnbull Should be looking at this season In terms of I want to play Well sorry He should want to play every game But I don't think He should expect to play every game I think if he, he settles in properly And uh, he gets a number of appearances under his belt I think next season You'll see the best of him In that Celtic side I think that 45 minutes has done him the world of good You know, there are two players I think benefited today Eaton at Rangers with his two goals And I think Turnbull coming on for a 45 minutes Against a good Hibs side And everybody's talking about young lads So he's settling in You're right Mark He's not going to be a regular every single week just now uh, it's a case of he's there for a long term But the caller's right as well I've said it for day one They've got a terrific signing in him He has a Rolls Royce uh, Giovanni, do you think it was enough to see him Perhaps stay in the team for, for midweek or, or see a bit more of him as we go forward? Not sure about that Because we've, our next game is probably As Neil Lennon said in his interview yeah. Is the next game But it's our biggest game of the season We need to stay in Europe And I, I'm not sure whether... He's got the experience to, to, to you know, in, in European football. But I, I totally agree with what Jim and Mark said there. Ease him in. Don't give him five and ten minutes. Give him 45 minutes. Bring him into the team. Scott Brown's legs, I think, look as if they're going to fail him this year. But then again, Scott Brown's proved everybody wrong in the past. But ease him in. He looks the part. And and also the wee, the wee fella Sorrow that come on, get him moving as well. There's no point in having these players sitting on the bench. They'll know it match fit sitting on the bench. But yeah, I don't think he'll play in Thursday. But having said that, um, you never know. Giovanni and Barhead, thank you very much. Nice to speak to you. Hopefully, we will catch up with you soon. We're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard on the likes of Cedric Eaton. He came in and scored twice today. We'll hear from the Rangers boss next. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141-951-1025 Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevens are in the building Jim Duffy is with us uh, at Celtic Park um, Let's bring in Alec who is a Motherwell fan from Motherwell Hi Alec Hi Gordon, how are you doing? What did you make of it today Alec? Well, it's a... Uh... It's done and dusted. No, I mean that, that's the way I see it. So anything you get for the old firm is a bonus. Uh, so it's done and dusted. You put it to the back of your mind, and you move on and concentrate the teams. It's going to be around about us. Uh, but my point, Gordon, is I'm listening to the program all day today, and Hugh, uh, this is for you. There's a couple of comments you said today, Hugh, that I I, I, I just don't seem to get it. You said there uh, that Rangers wiped the floor with Motherwell. Uh, 
put them in their place in the same way with Celtic and Hibs. I don't, I don't remember them just saying they were going to go out and beat them or whatever, but I don't know what you get their comments for. But Rangers wiped the floor them all and put them in their place. Did not mean, where does that come from? Uh, it comes from looking at the game and the understanding is... Uh... Stephen Robinson said after one goal he knew that Motherwell were beaten uh, and Rangers just went right over the top of Motherwell it could have been more ah, but Hugh, you said they put them in their place what do you mean by put them in their place? I don't remember that in regards to Motherwell but I do remember it with regards to Celtic and Hibs and I must admit I took I took issue with it as well Alec and, and sort of asked you, you know, what, what is the what, what do you mean by that? What, what is their place? Uh, their place to lose games to teams that have got far no, more no, money no, than no, them. No, 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 you, you, you're misinterpreting. Put them in the place in the sense that in the case of this one game in isolation, their place was second best to Celtic all day long. And with regard to Motherwell, they were second best to Rangers all day long. It was, it was, well, it was well, 5 1, though, Alec. I mean, I hate to admit it, but, you know, it was 5 1. I'll be the first to. To, to try and, and, me, and rein Hugh in when he goes over no, the top But 5-1 sounds awfully like wiping the, the floor By the time this programme finishes We'll have been on air for six and a quarter hours And Alec, would you like to talk for six and a quarter hours? Uh, you, you come up with phraseology You're trying to make the programme as interesting as possible And it's a common expression within the game of football Wipe the floor with them Common expression mm-hmm. I don't think Stephen Robinson would even be too upset at hearing that with you. I mean, no, it was five one. Well, you could see if it was two or three one, you go well. You take issue with what Hugh says, but when it's five one, and let's let's be honest, Rangers could have had more. Defoe could have added to it at the end. Probably Arfield should have scored as well. We actually spoke about if it went to six, it gets a wee bit embarrassing. So, I think Hugh's comment is pretty much on the money. I know they get two penalties, but Rangers were by far. Miles ahead of Motherwell today And when you Stephen get the Motherwell manager that, coming out And basically saying that in his interview Gordon, I don't think it can be any arguments Hughes come out with a phrase We've all come out with them But Rangers were worldly winners mm. uh, Alec, your manager Stephen Robinson said He felt that when the first goal went in Motherwell kind of knew That they were beaten How disappointing is that? Well, when it's, when it's dodgy penalty kicks I mean, you, you can't the players must be got it because this was—it's as if you're up against twelve men going to dodge your penalty kick. Compliance officer will pull you up for no. that comment. But Good job, you're not under the. Alec, they weren't dodgy. You must have seen the replays. They're—they're oh, they're playing handballs. They didn't mean them. Uh-uh. It was unlucky, but wasn't it? You couldn't say that. You can't give them If that's in the other box You as a Motherwell fan Is shouting for that all day long. When you were listening to me in the program, did you hear me say that Motherwell should have had two penalties? Oh, funny enough, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm up against. They're against the man. They don't listen properly. They've even voted, against, they've the voted against you on Twitter for the great Calvin Bassey joke that you cracked earlier as well. I listen, told you that it's a that's, tough that's for the bitter and twisted. It's tough being you, I must say. Right, let's hear from Stephen Gerrard on Cedric Eaton. He came in today, got his first, sec- his first and second uh, goals for Rangers. I'm pleased with Cedric. You know, uh, he's come close on a couple of occasions, but, you know, attacking players love scoring goals, so hopefully that'll do his confidence 
uh, the world are good. Uh, JD as well, fantastic movement to nearly get his shot off. We nearly got him on the scoreline as well. Yeah, but goals are coming from different areas. Jordan Jones comes in as a great cameo on Thursday. Gave him an opportunity today and he's took it, done ever so well. So the pleasing thing as a manager is that everyone's chipping in and getting goals. And uh, To win against the Motherwell side that have been well drilled of late, went up to Aberdeen um, and, and, and won comfortably up there you know this wasn't an easy game today I know you're at Celtic Park Jim Duffy but to have if we can try and draw some sort of parallels a Yeti would be the, the sort of standout because he's the one that's coming in and, and scoring regularly but but now that he tends up and running um, and there's you know guys from various positions and, and coming off the bench and scoring goals for both sides how pleasing is that for managers when you're you're bringing people in and they're starting to make an impact Listen, you can play all the football you want and you can see all the stats and obviously all the, the, the TV stations and all that stuff are you know, great with all the stats now about possession, 70% possession. Sticking the ball in the back and it's still the most, most important stat you can possibly have. And to have goal scorers, uh, you know, and guys who are confident to score goals and calm in front of goal, is is the difference between you know, any, you know, any level you can play all the football you want, but sticking that ball in the back of the net is still the most difficult thing and the most important thing to do. And I watched most of the Rangers game today, uh, and they were very impressive. And you're right, of course, you need to be breaks here and there, and uh, you know, the, the the but they started the game really well. The keeper's got a save, um, Castle's got a brilliant save off Morelos in the first few seconds, and, and Rangers just. Really, um, you know, up to up to levels. But it's great that um, you know the, the 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 goals are getting shared now amongst you know. If you look at Rangers and Celtic just now, there's a real you know uh, spread of goals. It used to just be looking at Morelos for Rangers or looking at Edward for Celtic. Um, but but you know the the now the goals are coming from all over the place, and that uh, bodes well for both teams going forward. But. Uh, you know, listen, it's, it's you know it's still very early on in the season, but you know Rangers scored nine goals, uh, you know from midweek uh, to to the Celtic for as much criticism they got defensively, two clean sheets back to back away to Riga, and uh, you know home to Hibs today, and both of them winning both games. So yeah, listen, it's uh, it's brilliant, and I think that for for all Firm fans just now, then it must be very pleasing to to watch their teams because they they both look as if. Um, they're really up for the challenge, which uh, you know we know we know is going to um, have a huge mm-hmm. uh, part to play in the next few months. Don't say we're not good to you. We're going to let you knock off a whole two and a half minutes early. <laughs> Pleasure. No, I really enjoyed it today. Uh, it was good to get to the game and uh, uh, look, look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Good man to speak to you soon. That was Jim Duffy, Gordon Cedric, E10. I mentioned it earlier on. Perhaps the only reason he hasn't been well, he hasn't hit the ground running is because of the. Unrealistic expectations That we as a footballing public Place on people We've barely mm-hmm. seen them And a lot of people Had already decided That um, they weren't sure And by the way that, that still might be the case I don't know what lies ahead But you can't really argue With his contribution today No I thought he's He just When they come on the park We were saying This is a boy that just needs a go He works very hard I just thought he was working Too hard at times Gordon and By using all his energy To go out in the wide areas now he got his, found himself in the middle of the eighteen yard box. The ball comes to him, and you can't question his finish. That's a great finish, and then he gets what you call, and I think the the caller said it, a striker's goal. And we all know what late they are. Just the ball falls in the box. He's first to react, and he get he puts it in the back of the net. I'll be interested to see how he now goes on from that, because that gives you so much confidence. That is. Just a, a weight off your shoulders Getting that first goal And then obviously the, the bonus is another one top of it 
He'll be over the moon tonight Because guys the, Mark these guys have Have to make an impact Morelos is Rangers Number one striker Jermaine Defoe comes on today Kamal Roof is fighting His way back to fitness So if Cedric Eaton Doesn't take his chances yeah. he, he won't get he game disappears. time As simple as that Yeah he, he simply disappears When he gets his minutes And it's, he's not played a lot But he has to make Some sort of impact And as a striker The best way of making an impact Of course is scoring goals So he has to take These opportunities If he does it more often, week after week, he'll eventually find himself in that starting lineup, and that's ultimately the goal. But great for Rangers that they've got Roof scoring goals, although he's injured. Morelos back scoring goals, and now they've got a backup striker, and Eaton got a couple of goals today. Right, I think that just about does it. If you're interested in the game down south, it's Man City 1, Leicester 3. A hat trick from Jamie Vardy, including two from the spot, has Brendan Rodgers' side looking. In fairly commanding position Albeit still with 25 minutes or so And Vardy's limping off Look at that He's a good afternoon's work Hat-trick in the bag And off he goes Hugh Keevans It's been quite the day mm. At Fir Park First of all Mullerwell 1 Rangers 5 Rangers wiping the floor uh, With Mullerwell as you put it Lots of talking points within that game Celtic then doing the business Neil Lennon says it's the best performance Or one of the best he's seen In charge of Celtic A 3-0 victory against Hibs and Aberdeen doing the business against Ross County as well. I think Rangers and Celtic came alive, left their opponents for dead. The Celtic fans have taken issue with some of the comments that Neil Lennon has made after games, disagreeing with his analysis of the match. But when he said 10 out of 10, best league performance of the season, I don't think the Celtic supporters will object to any of that. And the Rangers supporters saw a glimpse of Cedric Eaton and what he can bring. Two great goals from him. Two more for Tavernier And Jordan Jones emerges from the shadows And lights up Fir Park with his goal Great day and well done Derek McInnes and Aberdeen as well What it all means is that it's tight at the top Rangers in first place on 23 points Celtic one behind on 22 But of course Neil Lennon side have played a game fewer We're back tomorrow at 6 with Hugh and Alex We'd love for you to join us We'll see you then at 6 o'clock